All right, son, you ready? I'm ready. I mean, that's, I mean, not for the election, I mean, for the Patriots not to make the playoffs. Oh, I thought you meant for your intro. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm starting to resign myself to the fact the Patriots are not going to make the playoffs. Actually, I got to look up their odds because, you know what? You're never out of it, especially if there's an extra team this year. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that'll factor in the extra team. Dude, because all these other teams, every year, we're always looking at these other teams, and it's like there's like 13 teams in the hunt in like week 15. Right. You know Plus, what I mean? they haven't played the Jets yet. Yeah. So, like, that, yeah. in theory, that's two wins. Right. Um, the Dolphins is probably another If you get to nine wins, I mean, wins, I don't know the Dolphins. You're like, yeah, so, like, the, there's three. That's five. Um, the thing about their schedule. So, yeah. here's what lines up for the Patriots. So, I mean, we're kind of just jumping into this. You didn't want to do an intro? <laughs> yeah, it's an um, intro. Fuck it. All right. So, the thing is, um, welcome to Heat in the Kitchen, episode number 16. Oh, yeah, 16. Heat in the Kitchen. Yeah, Heat in the Kitchen. Um, so, anyway, uh, I'm Avi Shemto, by the way. This is Corey O'Leary rocking with me. Everybody knows uh, you. We're on your you Facebook page. If you didn't know, you know. Yeah, yeah, but this is also going to live on the podcast. So, like, you oh, know, it's, it's not just like a live Facebook show. Okay. So, uh, thousands of listeners, thousands now. That's true. But we, on we, the podcast. we just do uh, we just do the Facebook thing so that people can watch in real time and maybe chime in, whatever. It's rush hour. Nobody wants to listen to Felger Mad bitch about the Patriots right now. I haven't listened to Felger Mad as long. But anyway, so let's stay on the Patriots. So, you know, this couldn't, if you're Belichick, like, this couldn't have lined up more poorly, like, for this year, right? As far as, like, A, all that dead money. B, so like going to get guys, so obviously then COVID hits, right? Um, Because they were kind of feeling it. And then also the fact like, look, I'll say it just for anybody that doesn't really know out there that's going to tune in and listen to this. Obviously, I know you know this, but like the way the NFL schedule gets made, a lot of people don't know how that gets made. The NFL schedule gets made where like it's sort of divided into four four groups. So like you play – like your division plays the uh, another division entirely. So like right. that, and that changes year to year. So like you're always going to play the entire yeah, whatever playing the West, NFC, sure. right? So they're playing NFC the West NFC West, and the AFC West, right? Which like the NFC West is a tough division. So you're going to play that whole division, right? Uh, also, you're going to play your own division. Okay. Then also, and this is the part that's so tricky is you're going to play everybody else in the AFC who finished in their division yeah. at the rank that you did. So if you were last place, then like. You're, and and that, course, honestly, yeah. the NFL does a really good job of finding parity. That's the biggest rule that finds parity. Uh, that no, the and the hard salary perfect. cap. That's why yeah. you can't change. They should never go to 17 games. The Agreed. schedule's too perfect. Okay, it is too perfect. And, and the fact that, like, so, like, last place teams, like, if they get better during the offseason, they also have the benefit of playing a bunch of other teams that finished last last year. Right. But if you think about it, so if you're the Patriots, look at, like, so Brady, Brady's obviously a smart guy. He goes to a team that, like, they're not going to face – the best team in every other right. division. They have I mean, all this talent. that's only two games out of 14, though. Three games. No, two games. No, because, no. The Patriots play the West, and then they play the Baltimore and Houston. And? No, 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 that's it. They play their division in the West. It's only two extra games. Is that right? Yeah, it's only two. There's only three divisions per conference? No, four. But you play your own, and you play Oh, because you're both. playing the entire other one. Yeah, 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 that's true. Sorry. But it's so, still, two games do make a difference. Right, so, but it, right, exactly. So, I mean, that's two out of 16. Yeah, right. So, like 15%. Right. But, like, the point is that, like, Brady goes to a division where, like, they're not going to play the best or the, to a team where they're not going to play the best. Right. And Belichick has dead money, a real ineptitude of talent, which, again, that's his own fault. Yeah. Um, I mean. It, and opt-outs, but defensively the, at least. The opt-outs were painful as hell. Um, yeah. And, by the way, like, people forget, like, this isn't – everyone's talking about, like, like, ESPN had an article today. That was oh they're loving this oh they're, they're loving it but they were like it. oh the Brady Belichick divorce like looks worse each week for Belichick so here's the thing though and they did cover this in the article but I, I'm like before I even read the article I'm thinking like 
everyone wants to make wants to juxtapose this as though it's like this is indicative of of how Brady is and right. how Belichick is. But Brady went to a team that was loaded with young talent, and then he recruited in a bunch of talent that wanted to play with him. Right. And Belichick was left with Brady's dead money, yeah. Guskowski's dead money, yeah. uh, Antonio Brown's dead money, which was a favor that he did for Brady, right? <laughs> and then, and then, and this was more, in, in my opinion, more damning than letting Brady go. And I know that sounds crazy, but Van Noy, Collins. So, like, Collins, that one in particular really bothers me. And I'll tell you why. And the Van, twice now he's let him go. And that's my thing is, so I personally think, and th- this is where, like, I'm not always sure where the Belichick mystique separates from reality. Because Jamie Collins went out into the wilderness. He got his money. Mm-hmm. And he didn't perform. Right. And he, then he ends up, like, he felt what that other side of the NFL is like. It's crappy. He's just taking L's left and right. Uh, and it sucks. And then he comes back as a reclamation project. And he goes right back to just being a stud. Absolute stud. I don't understand why, if you're Belichick, if the mystique is real, why there's not, like, a moment in the locker room, right, where he sidles up next to Jamie Collins and he goes, yo, Jamie, you going to hit that market again? How about we get something done? How about we get, like, a little four-year thing going? Um, the uh, – Hold on one second. I'm just getting a text about some stuff. Is that linked to your uh, – it's, like, linked to the Facebook. Or oh, because it's a Facebook message. Uh, um, the, um, well, let us know what you want in the comments. Yeah, Make, yeah. It, make it public. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but is, uh, listen, but, you know, he's not going to pay times of an entrepreneur. I'm getting a text about one of our orders. Um, like, Charlie Baker just canceled it. That's what they said. The uh, Yeah, right. Uh, we could dive into that. You do a lot of, like – that's the thing is you don't stay on topic. But – so, anyway, so with Jamie Collins, like, I just don't understand why Belichick doesn't just, like, sidle up next to him and be like, hey, listen, instead of hitting that market, let's find something we can both live with. And, like, because at the end of the day, as, like, a business owner, for example, it's like you want to benefit from what you put into a guy. So, like, okay, Jamie Collins, like, you got coached up here, and then you went and benefited. Cool. I get it. Go get your money. But yeah. it didn't work out. So, you well, come back. Well, but, but- – the Patriots did win a Super Bowl the year they traded him. No, agreed. No, it didn't work out for Jamie Collins, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It well, did work, it out, did work for out for him. He got his money. It worked out so, for both. The first time he left, it worked out for both parties. Sure, sure. So what I'm saying is, when I say it didn't work out. Um, yeah, you mean, yeah. He saw what life is like, and he's not on a winning team anymore and all that. Right. Um, Taking care of that? Yeah. This is one of those things. But here's the deal, though. It's all these defensive players. He's not going to pay them, right? He thinks he's going to build them. And honestly, like, the weird thing about the NFL in general is it's such a week-to-week league that it doesn't – like, I think he thinks he can make hay with these other guys. And yeah. then, you know, when they play KC, it's like, oh, shit, this defense is going to be good. And then, like, Denver runs all over them. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, granted, you didn't practice for two weeks. But it's like, well, how can you stop Patrick Mahomes for even a half? How can you stop that guy? And then teams like fucking San Fran and Denver can just do whatever they want, literally like nine yards a carry. And, and I think they've, they did adjust, clearly, because yesterday they did get some stops, and they took Chase Winovich out, and they took Anthony Jennings out, and these guys can't hold up against the run and blah, blah, blah. So I think he thinks he can make hay. He's just working through it right now, and well, now you're two and five, so you didn't make hay fast enough. You have to, you have, it's not like every year when we're like, oh, Belichick figures it out in September. Well, this year is uh, September and October. 
Yeah, I mean, look, this year it's a whole new te- it's a whole new defense besides McCourty's, right? You know what I mean. So, so that's where, like, look, this year, and this is, I mean, look, you're you're you understand the X's and O's. Who are these guys? Bauer. I saw Bauer. I'm like, who the fuck is Bauer? <laughs> no, I know. Same. He's actually kind of a beast. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, like, look, you're an X's and O's guys, and you know that the NFL is a coaching league. That's why, like, I I'm so bothered by. The idea, like, everyone's like, oh, Cam this, Cam that. Oh, look at Brady doing this and that. Look, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback that ever lived. Tom Brady makes any team better, okay? Um, Tom Brady in Green Bay would make Green Bay better. Yeah. But if they don't – if they try to run Green Bay's offense with Tom Brady there, he's not going to perform as well as Aaron Rodgers. Um, So it's the same thing. It's like Cam Newton brings – he's way more limited, but he also does a few things really well. I said here on on this podcast, for this team, I actually think Cam is a better fit. Let's be clear. If Brady was on this team, they'd be just as garbage. I mean, no, listen. They'd be be three and four or four and three. Well – They would have beat Denver at home. So so (laughs) here's the thing. I, I don't know that. I will say this. They beat Seattle. Like, how many well, times have we seen Brady make that drive and then finish that drive yesterday? Okay, but here, so here's a tough, tough thing. And I, I watched Brady last year as a Patriot, and then I watched him early in the season this year. Yeah. Um, and Brady, with a complete lack of talent around him, which is what this team has, yeah. is, it can play pretty garbage. So, of course, yeah. So, so, look, I'll say this about Brady. If Cam Newton was the starting quarterback of the Patriots and Brady was coming off of the bench in, in exact moments, and, he, and we put him on – on the last two or three plays of the uh, of the Seattle game, then yeah, they win that game. I don't know if Brady no, gets them no, to no, that no. moment. I, yeah, they don't get to that moment. I don't think right. without Cam. So um, the same thing. Like, look at the at the end of the day, would they beat? Uh, so do I think they beat Denver? I don't know. This team is really trash. Like this team is really trash. I honestly, I don't think there is. Like, listen, I always said, all right, even with Cam or whatever quarterback, just gets like twenty four points, and you know your defense is going to have to be good enough, right? So, I mean, yesterday they're at, they're at 24. I mean, look. You know what I mean? Like, look, I, I, yeah. I'm not going to put that on okay. I'm really not so, going to put it on So, game. yesterday. So I, I, don't I mean, obviously the fumble. No, no, on, but, but, but that's the thing, right, is that I put yesterday's loss first and foremost, and this, will, this might surprise some people, won't surprise you. First and foremost, I put that on Josh McDaniels. Yeah. First and foremost. The, the entire um, first half play calling? The entire – I mean, like, bizarre. Like, like 39, 30 and 12. Like, 30 and 12, 39, I, I and understand. you're running the ball. It's, like, like, I understand. Like, you can't – Play afraid, like you're playing. It's bizarre. Like, so it's bizarre. Know, like I, that was the weirdest. It's thing. bizarre. And they then got, they even got lucky on another one. He like handed off to Burkhead, and, yeah, and like I know I saw that. Somehow, and he spun at then. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Like, so he, he got a great spot. So the, he, like, hell yeah. So the thing is, they were also. So okay, I'm actually a little bit encouraged to be honest. After yesterday, like it's like so, well they still have so it. First of all, they just and gonna, then, <laughs> let me let me take the long way here. Julian Edelman. A lot of people forget this. Drops. I call him Drops Edelman. Forget about that. Remember the first, like, three years of Edelman's career, right? So, like, you just never saw him, and then you'd yeah, randomly see him, and he'd be yeah. a beast, yeah. and then you'd never see him again. So, like, like the Welker game, the game where, like, we were without Welker, and Julian Edelman starts instead and yeah. gets 100 yards, yeah. right? He gets, like, 15 catches, whatever, crazy, right? Yeah, and they were also, I mean, they were down the entire game. Though. That's fine, but my point is then you just don't see him again, yeah, yeah. like, for a year. Like, for a year, it's just like, I thought that guy was all right. No, you don't see him again. Jacoby Myers is better than Nikhil Harry. Like, last year, Jacoby Myers, <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, I he comes in and he's good. Yesterday, he was good. So, one thing that the Patriots were doing, and this is why I'm so confused by Josh McDaniels. Sometimes I think he just tries to out-coach himself. Yeah. Is, like, 
that little like bootleg that they were running with like designed bootleg where Jacoby and Cam roll out to the same three side five, and yeah, just boom, hit like four yards. it worked like two, three, four, no, like eight yards. Yeah, yeah. It worked like two, three, four times. And then they just wouldn't, they just wouldn't feature it again. And I'm of the mind, especially when the running game is going as well as it did in the second half, run it till they stop it. Yeah. So, and then coach off of it. Yeah. Right. So like, I don't understand why. And, and, and to the same point, Cam can run. Like, Cam can run his ass off, no questions about it. But the thing that I just don't get is why you would ever – can we agree that a quarterback scramble – did you watch the uh, Pittsburgh-Baltimore game? You saw uh, how that ended? I saw how it ended. Okay, yeah. so, so the thing is, even, the, even quarterbacks that are right now in their prime filthy, yeah, which Cam isn't, right? Like, um, no, I mean – he, he shows, like, the most elite flashes. So, I agree. You know what I mean? So, it's like he right. still has it. He Agreed. So, by the way, I look, I know that I'm going to get killed for this. I know that. But I'm, I'm with you. I was encouraged. Like, in my mind, now is one of those locker room moves. Like, next year you're going to have some cast space. You can get some talent. A lot of guys want to play with Cam. Side looks look next to Cam and be like, yo, listen, let's lock you up for, like, three years. Something really, really reasonable. Let's get you in, like, a three-year, $30 million contract. Yeah, three yeah. or $35 million. We're not giving up on you. We know that right well, now. see how this So, first of all, one thing I love about Cam Newton. I love about Cam Newton. I just absolutely love about Cam Newton. Is the responsibility that he takes after the game. Like, Cam is just, for good and for bad, yeah. Cam is raw and honest. So, like, when he goes out. Well, he's always won. So, he's not, like, he knows what it takes to win. So, you it, it, you you just can't be the person that's like gonna bitch and, and complain and whatever and like blame other people when you're that guy, you know what I mean? You take responsibility, yeah, because I'm the motherfucking quarterback of the Patriots. It's my duty to win. He takes he takes it on himself, and he should do that. Right, but like, but like, but one, it is leadership though. It, like, it's it not, is. like it's he's got that leadership, leadership thing. So so years ago, I catered this event. Even they even when they lose though, but I, I so years ago, I catered this event where this dude was who was speaking. Was a, uh, was a Harvard professor, and he was, ironically, he was, so you're right, you're hitting the nail on the head with leadership. He was a Harvard professor of leadership. That's like literally what, is, what he was. And he'd written a book about, about leadership, and he's sitting there talking, to, and he called, he, he had a term that he called ducking, which I thought was really appropriate. He was like, when leaders say, well, I'm in charge, so I'll take the blame. Basically, what you're saying is it's not your fault, yeah, yeah. but you're going to be the altruistic yeah, leader, the buck stops right? Here, right. Yeah. Cam doesn't do that. That's, that's what Brady does. Brady does the whole, well, I'm the leader of the team. Cam straight up goes, I fumbled the ball. Yeah. That's on me. Right. Did you see the look on Cam's face at the end of the game? Did you see they, they, they hit yeah, him? Yeah. Dude, I, I want that guy on my team. Right. Like, that's a guy who, like, he doesn't – what Cam doesn't yell at his teammates when they fuck up. Cam pats him on the back. When Cam fucks up, Cam goes, yo, I fucked up. He says it in the media. He says it – I don't understand why – Look, what he did, and you, you knew me then, so like you know how I felt about that play with Carolina in the Super Bowl. I thought that was soft. I thought it was yeah, soft yeah. as shit. I didn't respect it. I saw somebody yesterday like on social media comment that, like, that, he, didn't, that he did it again. Yes. No, he didn't. He was trying to get that ball. Someone was like half on top of him. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, no, no. He fumbled it. And, and he reached scramble. for it. But yeah, he reached for it. Like, yeah, he yeah, reached it for it. He couldn't get to it. Yeah, yeah. I see a Cam Newton that is humbled, that is hardworking, that has energy that guys are happy to play with. And so, like, look, this season's going to suck. And, and I didn't think it would. And I'm, and, I still and, don't. I, honestly, I still don't think it. Cool. Listen, all right, I hope they, they got the Jets, too, right? But, but Sure. After that, they play Baltimore. That's the game, right? Yeah. Like, if you, if you I mean, if you're going to be anything, if you're going to even be in the hunt, you play that game, and then you see where you're at. You know what I mean? Because it's like, 
I don't want to say, oh yeah, let's, oh yeah, Cam should be the quarterback of the future. But it's like, well, no, no, no. We sure, but see if they the don't. The sure, goes, but if though. they don't go get some talent, in, like you need someone around it. Like how do these I, other have teams? have enough talent to score though. How do they these do. other teams? No, they don't. How do these other teams? I have, mean, they did yesterday. They scored enough yesterday. They had some drives in the second half. Yeah. yeah. How does? But there, he, see, here's, there's also things like that drive to end the first half, where it's like. Uh, Ryan Izzo's wide open. He doesn't hit him accurately, so he has to dive. And now instead of running up the sideline and getting out of bounds, they have to waste a timeout. And now it's like third and one where it's like, well, you would have had time and another timeout to go and score that touchdown, you know, and now you're kicking the field, which even. Listen, Cam's throwing motions all off. Like there's a lot of bad things there. But then he throws that dime to Demare Bird at like, you know, over the, over the linebacker. And you're like, damn. Right. Just run this offense, Josh. What the fuck are you doing? So, so that's why I just think like Plus, it, Damian listen, Harris is a beast. Yeah, he is. And so, like that's the thing is, you're two and five. From this moment on, I just want to see like first of all, I want to see Josh McDaniels. Show us what you are. Um, show us what Cam is. Like let like at this point, for the first time in twenty years, you have nothing to lose. Yeah, I know. Cam should throw the ball twenty five times next game, thirty times maybe. Damian Harris should just get the ball and let him run right up the middle. Like, how about this? How about let Cam work this thing out? Like, either he is or he isn't. Right. You know, enough of this, like, we're going to, we're all, you know, we're going to pick and choose our spots. Yeah, like That's Damian. hard. No, That's no, no. hard when, like, he hasn't thrown the ball in 11 snaps. Yeah. And now he's got to execute that throw. He's sitting there going, in live action. Yeah. Right? Like, in live action, I haven't really played football in two years. Well, it's weird. The other thing is, like, when he does drop back, though, there are a lot of times where he doesn't, like, look to – move in the pocket or get out and his like awareness is like a little bit off and then he's like you know not full speed when the rush is coming at him and he's like you know just kind of running for his life because he recognized it too late right Where, like we did get so spoiled with brady in the pocket like just oh, his yeah. movement in the pocket Agreed. you know what i mean yeah. so when cam drops back it's like he doesn't have that in pocket awareness but when he looks to run and he's also looking to, to throw like at the same time like it's like he's unstoppable borderline you know what i mean yeah. like it's like no he has all the tools and just just do it yeah. you know do it like you did the second half of seattle yeah. do it like you did the second half yesterday and by the way like, like the division the, the division really is like not that strong like the bills did not look good the bills did not no. look good and josh allen like that throw that he made um what's his name uh jackson picked off um, oh yeah right like that's that's typical that's the josh allen we think of right um you know so I don't know. Like to me, what, even if it's not this year, that division isn't like this. Isn't some changing, like some changing of the guard situation. I like, mean, the Bills are they're good. I mean, yeah, and, they're good. Well, they're I mean, not. We gotta see. We gotta see what Miami is to a Tua. Sure, but but my point is, neither one of those teams is the new Patriots. Like yeah. that's not how it's gonna be. No, but well, no, not the new Patriots. But who are the new Patriots gonna be if? I mean, sure. it, de- it depends on what they're going to do at quarterback. Yeah. So anyway, so right Still before clearly isn't ready. So right before I came over here, um, and I know you said you didn't see it yet. No. So Governor Baker uh, announced some new regulations today. Um, some some ones. It's going to be fans at uh, Patriots games. Yeah, right. So like uh, some ones that I'm honestly I'm not a fan of, and and I was like a little bit, and I've been I've been again on this podcast uh, a loud voice of like I don't blame the regulations. These ones are confusing to me. So. Um, now all like public places like restaurants, bars, anything have to be closed by nine thirty. Um, 
So like nothing open after nine. Well, the virus dies after nine thirty. So they, right. So like that's the thing is like it, the timing thing doesn't make sense. Doesn't make um, it, it, it's not get together get togethers in the home like in personal homes yep. have to be ten people or below. I mean that's and then uh, and now outdoors is twenty five or below. And what I couldn't find an answer on yet is what the capacity now is going to be for restaurants. So here, help me out with this one. If restaurants are above ten capacity yeah how does it make like so i don't understand like does it matter how big the personal home is like these are the things and again like i'm somebody who has been like pretty risk averse on covid and and has been on the record as saying like my restaurants don't have indoor seating um speaking of which by the way like people probably can't see it but like we're in the new spot which the floors just got done today and the walls and shit and it looks dope in here yeah um totally different feel but anyway so um the from when we did this last one like up like we're right next to simca if anybody's wondering yeah yeah like Two yeah. doors over from Simca uh, and uh, Ala Esh, which is the new barbecue spot, it should be opened like hopefully with definitely within the next two weeks. Hopefully, maybe even next week. Um, so anyway, the the regulations like if you can have like if I can have twenty people in here, right? What's the difference between like, that or my? I house? mean, right? I was about to say your kitchen, living room, three season porch. It, yeah. Bigger than it, like it's the same size, so, right? Not, so why, yeah, why 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 can that only be ten, yeah. but a restaurant with strangers? can be 20 like I, that's the part i don't get no. and so and the, and, and the same thing, thing like i don't understand like, the curfew like i don't understand the curfew like so if anything the curfew i think makes is, it worse is, right, more makes people it, coming in a, in a shorter, shorter time, time. that's exactly what i'm trying to say is like and if you're trying to so i think that the all the regulations every move around covid by the way this goes to speak to consumer confidence too i think every single one of us should be trying to trying to bridge the gap between two things at all times what is the safest way that I can have the closest to normal? So businesses depend on people's sales, right? And we need people. We need them. Right. Like, we just need them. We need them on – at my restaurant, we need it on takeout. Right. On the food truck, we need it on no contact ordering. We, um, but restaurants that are open downtown or, or whatever that are open inside, they need people who are behaving responsibly, who are respectful of their staff right. to come into the restaurant and follow the rules. At the end of the day, if you're going to have – if, like, it seems to me that the safest thing would be to let a restaurant stay open till 2 a.m. So now you got, like, if I own a restaurant, like, let me just throw a name out there, for example. Like, I think sometimes about, um, I don't know if you know who Chris Coombs is, but, like, Chris Coombs owns a couple restaurants in, in downtown Boston, Chops, which is an amazing steakhouse, and then he owns Duav. And, like, I see him post on, like, his stories about, like, Duav, and, like, you know, they'll be at, like, capacity, but their capacity is obviously reduced, and, like, you know, it's it's widely regarded as one of the better restaurants in the city. So, like, it makes sense why they'd be at capacity. But now their capacity is reduced. So, you know, a restaurant that isn't always full, the reduced capacity, although it affects them, of course, it affects them a little bit differently than a restaurant that's used to always running at capacity. Right. Because literally the regulations then are what's taking money out of his pocket. Of course. Right? So, and his staff's pocket and, and, and his server's pocket. So, if he can be open till 2 a.m., and I know I'm not saying consumers want to eat a meal at 1 a.m., no, no. but in theory, if that's like an amazing restaurant and you want to get in there, yeah. and he says, shit, we'll serve dinner at 1, right. let him. Yeah. Like if that's, more if that's what yeah. it takes for him to make a living, right. and, and, and he can serve the reduced capacity in a safe way, wiping down tables, everything in between, right. till 1 a.m., yeah. then let him go open till 1 a.m. Why, why would you cut him off at... Uh, Coombs sucks, J.B. Morris. All right, all right, cool, man. Um, <laughs> um, I disagree. I mean, I don't know. Uh, um, so anyway, so um, 
I'm, I'm tempted to ask, like, for more detail. Uh, so the thing <laughs> is that I, I like Boston Chops, personally. I, I really like Boston Chops. Um, no, but, yes, that makes no sense. Like, yeah. it, so much of this that, virus... That was just an example, JB. Like, if there's a better example, I was just thinking of somebody, like, he's been pretty vocal on his stories, and kudos to Chris for the fact that he has... He's one of the few voices I've seen that's stayed pretty positive in his, in his, uh, in his promotions of his businesses. Um, pretty like, he's not, he's not going so far as to say, fuck this shit. It's not real. Please come into my restaurant. Right. But he also isn't like boohoo, poor me. He's like, Hey, let's serve food to as many people as we can and let's do it safely. So that's just why I picked him off the top of my head is, you know, again, maybe it's a testament to the fact that like his stories, I see them and pop up, but he's, doing a good job of, like, recording video yeah. in the kitchen. And so that's cool. Like, and that's just why it popped in my head. Yeah, so. no, but if you can get 100 people in there till 2 a.m., right? Sure. You know, now he's only going to get it. All right, maybe a better example there. would be, like, Canary Square and JP, who, like, my buddy Mike Moxley owns. Like, at the end of the day, if they can stay open till 2 a.m., where, you know, they're more traditionally going to get bar crowds, you're not going to let them have bar crowds now. But – if they can serve meals and beers to people until 2 a.m., they have a better chance of making a living if now they have to shut down yeah, at 9.30. Surviving. And, like, why, what changed at 9.30? That's the part that's Nothing. so frustrating Well, they did me. the curfew early in the year, too. Not, not for restaurants, just for people in, Bo- in the city of Boston. So it's like, well, I can't go out and walk my dog at 10 a.m. because I, I, it, it, there's no logical scientific reason. I hate when people say, follow the science, follow the science. Sure. There, there's nothing scientific about that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's literally the opposite of science. So, again, I've been, I've been pretty, pretty vocal about the fact that up until now, I really haven't felt like the regulations were the cause of death for restaurants. And I, 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 said, I said it again on this podcast. I know that I've said that like 10 times. But on this podcast, I said we have yet to see a restaurant close strictly because of COVID. And I think we're now there. Like, we're there. Yeah. Like, you know, at the end of the day, nobody, no matter what downturns you, you prepare for, no one prepares for an almost revenueless year. Year. Um, year. See, the other thing is, right? Yep. We've been talking about this every friggin' podcast the whole time. And it's like, well, should we open in June first? What about July first, right? I think it's pretty You thought clear. I was stupid when I said Christmas. You thought I was stupid. Yeah, but listen, I think it's pretty clear now that this is uh, seasonal, right? COVID, right? No. What, do you mean, what do you mean, no? In no. July and August, there were, it's not like we were having crazy amount of cases. Now we're getting way more cases because the weather's getting colder. Just like the flu, why is Europe getting all cases now? So that's not, it's not that it's seasonal. What it's that mean? we go indoors and it spreads more indoors. That's just a reality. No, we've been outside, though. I mean, so if it was seasonal, listen. No, it I, doesn't. It, it, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm not telling you what you can talk about, but I'm in a headspace these days. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation about the regulations. Why don't I don't want to argue though? about COVID. No, but like, why I don't, don't you think? I, don't, I, just, I don't. just don't. But like, so I'll, listen, it's not about, like, I don't I, I get it. I get that you enjoy, like, the arguing thing. Okay, but, but, like, the thing to me is, like, you're a smart dude. So, like, sometimes it's hard for me to have to explain to you basic life things. So, seasonal. Do you know how many people get the flu in, in June? None. Exactly. Like, That's my point. And people did get COVID in June and July and August. The numbers are down, but they exist. No, that but- means it's about indoor spread, not outdoor spread. Like, if it was seasonal... People just we, – we, we thought when this first happened that it was going to go dormant for the summer. It didn't. It just yeah. didn't. It straight up didn't. Right. So, actually, we know less about it. It would be a better argument. I'll rock with you on the argument that, like, we're starting to get to a point where now that we're testing so many people, not just people that get sick, you're seeing way more cases well, and mean, way less obvious. morbidity. So, actually, 
what we're learning is you or me might have had this, and the chances are better that me and you would have had it and not even known it. Yeah. Than, oh. Which in the spring we well, did. Well, you know. especially. In you have spring, young kids. Right. Especially. But in the spring, it like legit felt like based on the numbers, because we were only testing people that were sick. Yeah. Which, by the way, even then, no, but now only 25% of people were testing positive. That was a number that stuck out to me in the spring. was like, hold on, we're only testing people we think have it, and only 25% are positive. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, so when we were only testing people that were sick, we always knew the numbers were going to look crazy, because the only people we know of that have it are really sick. Yeah, so right. it's going to look like you get this shit, and it's lights out. Now we're starting to see, and, and by the way, I don't want anyone to misunderstand me. This shit's real. I believe it's real. I've been super risk averse on it. My kids are remote. I don't want anyone to hear this and be like, Avi Shemtov thinks COVID's overblown. That's not it. But I'm saying as we're starting to learn the science, we're starting to see that like transmission is real. It, it wasn't seasonal like we thought it was, but it also is much safer outside than we thought it was. And no, I mean, no one ever thought it was like, unless you're close to somebody. Outside, you can be as far apart Listen, as you want, though. You know dude, what I mean? You're but, you, but, but, but you know that, like, in the spring, there was a time where the recommendation was, like, if you go jogging, you should be masked up. There was that time yeah. where, like, yeah, we didn't kids know. Kids are playing, like, fucking we, high school sports with, like, masks on and shit. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, so yeah. We, we just didn't know. Like, so, anyway, my, my thing is just, like, back to the regulation aspect. I think now we really are seeing where, like, so, look. I measure my food truck season as April 1 to November 1. So yesterday was the end of what we consider our, our busy season. We operate all year round, but yesterday was – so for all intents and purposes, COVID took a year away from one of my companies. Yeah, right. It's already – like it doesn't matter if they could solve it tomorrow, that this year is gone. Right. So financially, that means that my company and any company that runs like – like any food truck company, any seasonal company, like any place down the Cape, any, any place, we're now going to have to survive two off-seasons right. off of one busy season, the one last year. Yeah. So these are the things that, oh, like... Which, I mean, these, gone. <laughs> so, so my point is, when we see these regulations now, I understand that the spread is back, and I understand that it's serious. I find it interesting that under the governor's watch, DESE, like the Department of Education... Um, is saying that any town that chooses to go remote right now fully will, will be subject to audit by the state. Like, that's their threat to keep any district from just choosing to go remote unless they're in the red. And yet, under that same governorship, we're now going to have a 930 curfew. How are those two things in synergy? So, in other words, send your kids to school Make them congregate in school. Make your educators sit in buildings with strangers' children or we'll audit you. But restaurants can't be open past 930. Listen, these, I just don't understand that. Like, are people, we a capitalist society or are we not? No, no, no. These are the same people that sent COVID patients into nursing homes. No, I, no well, do, these aren't. The, Governor Reagan didn't do that. What's his name? Did Cuomo. Yeah. No, no. Soldiers Home in what is it, Holyoke or whatever. Like half the population got wiped out. He didn't sign an executive order like Cuomo. Right. But. Cuomo literally. So that's the thing about Cuomo. I mean, listen, you know, I'm a moderate. I know you lean a certain way. I'm a moderate. I, I'm someone who like, look, I don't understand like the worshiping of Cuomo. Worship, like, when this is all they over, have the worst. When this is all over, they let him write a Cuomo book. will have to answer for the fact that he forced nursing homes, forced them by law to accept people who were sick. And the reality is there are people who lost their loved ones because Thousands they could not remove their loved one from that nursing yeah. home. And their nursing home was forced 
So like, that is terrifying. That is terrifying. Imagine you're, imagine you're, I mean, our parents are like a little young for this, but imagine in five, six, eight years, right? Yeah. Imagine your mom just broke her hip. Just broke her hip, right? Not a huge deal, like not the end of the world. You know, you're a little worried about her and you had to put her into assisted care for a while. And then during this, they forced the place yeah. to bring someone in mm-hmm. who ultimately led to her death. Yeah. And this dude gets worshipped. And now, worshipped. No, no, not only that, he straight up lies about it. They're like, no, he said, he said last week, no, that never happened. That never happened. Buddy, we've seen the fucking right. document. Okay. Now you're writing a book on your leadership skills, and you go, you go on. First of all, you go on your brother's all, program and laugh all, about it. First of all, fuck every politician on both sides of the aisle. Dude, if you do suck. something stupid, they all, suck. they all suck. To do something so stupid as to write a book right now. First of all, let's talk about something. Let's talk about the fact that Congress. And again, I listen. Nancy Pelosi. Ugh. Um, I don't like. I'm a moderate. Listen, I don't like. I don't suck. like corrupt Democrats. I, which I mean, that's redundant at this point. You're a party that literally has super delegates. So you know, what I thought about, and this is going to transition into the, into the election. You know, I, I'm not embarrassed to say I, I'm I'm going to vote for Joe Biden tomorrow. But I will say this: it's not lost on me that the choice that I've been given is vote for a guy who I just absolutely can't vote for for lots of reasons, or vote for a guy who, if he wins, will Im- bolden and empower one of two parties we have to continue to steal from to steal democracy from us so the reality is trump and i was having this conversation with gurney the other day trump is proof positive that the republican party even though their values generally do not align with me is doing it above board they did not want Trump. They did not want Trump. Right. The people that, were, that voted in those primaries, for God knows why, reason, but the people wanted him, and they did shit above board. The Democrats with superdelegates, by definition, negate my vote. They go, we don't care if you're behind Yang. No. We're not with him, so we're going to go do this. We're going to steamroll you. That's garbage. The other thing is, garbage. The other thing is, I, I, I mean, we're not going to get into the whole uh, Hunter Biden thing, right? But there's clearly skeletons in, in Joe's closet. I mean, there's skeletons in everybody's. Okay, closet. but listen. Democrats, you had four years to get your shit together, right? And this is the guy you roll out there, like someone like you. You can't act like you like didn't didn't know anything about uh, you know Joe Biden's past or whatnot. Like this is the guy you're real, really running out there with. I wish uh, I could. Like we need we need like staff. That yeah, can, we gotta that can, uh, fact check this stuff because Brit book thing is garbage, but the nursing home thing is because Brittany says that that's not true. So if that's not true, Brittany, then I then I'll rescind what I said. I mean, I'm. Probably Hold on, still is this not the, is this the fan, but I'm is not. Is this the uh, Britney I know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, nah, Britney. I think, uh, I, I think uh, the media's the media's got her hooks in her. The media's uh, got her hooks in so her. So no disrespect, Corey. I'm probably gonna lean between the two of you. I'm gonna lean towards like Britney's done the research. You you tend no, to, no, no, you no. tend to let certain media outlets get their hooks in you. I, but no, I don't. That's the absolute opposite of what I do. All I do is read about this stuff every single night for like three hours. But where? But that's that is the where are you read, reading it? What I, websites are you reading? Random scientist. I I I've read everything. Like in everything. like in medical journals? Or are you reading it like in a publication? First of all, you can see you can see the executive order online. Okay, the executive order that Cuomo signed that said sent nursing home, sent uh, COVID patients into nursing. I really wish you we were like s- big enough to have a producer who could who could fact check this. Who could pull it? Because if what do you're mean, right, you can, so look it up. I'm not disagreeing with you. If you're right, look it up. Then. Then you I'm wrong. See, like they, I mean, then then I'll side with you. It was up there. How about this? What about when they asked Cuomo about the uh, the uh, reporters have asked him about how many how many um, nursing home patients have died? Uh, we won't have that. He literally said we will not have that till November fourth. 
<laughs> November 4th. That's when he said he's going to have it. This was like a month and maybe two months ago. It's like you, you don't even know how many people you killed. I mean, regardless. I mean, again, listen, I first just... of all, he had a he had a tough hand, right? Because the virus was clearly here and he didn't know about it. But <laughs> Avi, I, I have a whole thread. I, I'll show you. I will say this. I'll, hold if on. We're being interactive. Brittany, I hope you're sharing this information with Tony. Because uh, that's just like his thing is every day. It's fuck Cuomo, fuck Cuomo. Listen, listen. I could show you a thread of, of Cuomo quotes because he did a press conference every single day in March, right? I could show you quotes from every single day of what he said. Nothing to worry about. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. Don't worry. And then right down the line, and then, you know, the end of the month, he's like, he blamed de Blasio for shutting shit down. No, that's ridiculous. Blah blah. Reverse course two days later. You know what I mean? Like he he's he just like going down to Georgia, right? Telling everybody to wear masks. He's out there without a mask. His brother was getting a haircut yesterday without a mask, by the way. Um, it it's just they're they're hypocrites. Every politician is a, is a fucking hypocrite. Every single one. Nobody, nobody has been good on this. Not one. Right? And this brings me to my next thing. So I think, I, I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but originally when it first came out, I said if Trump, if, if America can hold the death count under 200K, I think Trump's getting reelected. Well, we passed 200K. <laughs> so... It's so hard to, it really is so hard to predict because of the polls four years ago. Got it so wrong, right? And the polls this time are the same. And you see these massive Trump rallies, massive. So you're like, wow, all these people are going to vote for Trump. But at the same time, it's like, could the polls be that wrong again? Didn't they learn their lesson four years ago? Uh, yeah, so the, the two people that, and I'm sorry, I was trying to read this uh, about the, the department. Um, no resident shall be denied readmission or admission to the nursing home solely based on a confirmed or suspected diagnosis of COVID-19. That's clear as day right there. Our nursing homes are prohibited from requiring a hospitalized resident who is determined medically stable to be tested for COVID-19 prior to admission or readmission. Um, yes. Okay, so then on May 10th, though, he reversed it by executive order. Okay, well... Um, <laughs> Either way, it, it, you, but, you quarantine the sick, right? Yeah. But, I mean, Brittany, I'm just reading this here. I don't know if this is right or not, but no, that's uh, right. it says here, this that's is on CNN, test. by the way. This is on CNN. And uh, the Associated Press on May 21st wrote, more than 4,500 recovering coronavirus patients were sent to New York's already vulnerable nursing homes under the, the, the state's advisory, which is a mandate put out there by Cuomo. Again, Dude, I don't half, know. Half the deaths in Massachusetts have been in nursing homes. Uh, no, I know that. Um, I mean, it's in general. So, the, I mean, the only thing I will say is that, according to Cuomo, it was prevented. It was, uh, it was, it was set like the advisory was meant to take place if the hospitals ran out of beds, and they never did. So, supposedly, but again, I, I don't know how much okay, of this is yes. true. No, of course. Um, so, okay, here's He's a liar. Another, so here's another question for you. Um, the uh, oh, by the way, do you remember? Um, do you remember DJ Special Blend? No. Remember uh, elect the Eclectic Collective? Yeah. Remember the DJ that was in the group? Nah, I don't know. My, me- my memory's foggy. Have, my memory's foggy. How, how much do you have a, I, memory listen, do you have? it's music. You don't li- you don't see them. Yeah, but no, no, no. We used to see them live all the time. I mean, you saw them like once or twice. I feel like you hung out in rooms that like, anyway. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't, and, and by the way, I think like a couple times like for shows that I did, he, no, he I rocked definitely. like he was yeah, DJ. Yeah. Like, no, definitely. Um, 
I'm anyway, saying, I don't know what he looks he, like though. He just like um, so he's he's out in uh, I, I know it's he's in California. I don't no, know. I, I want to no, say it's gonna be LA. in the LA area, but he uh he's got like this crazy truck. Like he built out like a whole truck. Oh, special blend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. special blend. Yeah. So like he built out this like uh this whole truck where he does like mobile DJing. And it's crazy. Like, it's honestly, it's a cool thing. And during COVID, it, like, he's, like, he's doing some cool shit. So yesterday, he just, like, posted on, uh, on Facebook. Like, he was out there. Like, it's all on video. Um, he's out there, like, doing an event. And he started playing, like, have you ever heard the song Fuck Trump? Nipsey Hussle and I don't know who the other. I want maybe Young Thug or whatever. Um, you never heard the song? No. Like, Fuck you got to anyway. put me on to Nipsey, by the way. Dude, you got to listen to Nipsey. So um, the, anyway, so he's playing this. And just, like, a bunch of sheriffs, like, just walk up on him. And, like, he's easily as far away from the closest human being as I am from that freezer. Like, he's at least 10, 15 feet from a human being. And he's up on a truck, by the way. And the police just, like, walk up to him. And, like, you can't – I can't hear the conversation between them and him. But, like, they take him into custody. And it turns out, like, he gets arrested and charged with – so, by the way, during the same time, another mobile DJ is, like, in the vicinity, not bothered at all. Um, and they charged him with, like, failing the social distance and not wearing a mask. By the way, in the video, he's wearing a mask. Like, he's wearing a mask. And um, California. It's just fucked, bro. Like, it's fucked. It's like, no, but my point is, like, that's definitely not COVID. Like, that's not real COVID issues. If it was, they would worry. Like, by the way, the, no, the, the sheriffs are walking past a bunch of people who probably, look, I think that's a bullshit charge, but could of be course. charged with that and not him. But listen, um, this is the type of thing. I just saw he hit like on this, and I like, felt like mentioning that. That's the shit that, like, I get nervous about. Because that is actual fascism, right? No, so, it, so what, we, what I watched on that video, we talk about this all the time. Like, like people the love most, to like throw the fascist term listen, at Trump. The like most, this is that's actual fascism right there. Right, but arresting someone for doing nothing wrong. Right, but literally doing nothing wrong. Right, but let's be very clear. Why do you think that they arrested him? Because there's some order that says they can't fucking he can't host the no, 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 no. So you're missing you're missing what happened because they didn't shut it down. They didn't stop someone else who was doing the same thing. They arrested him. Because he was playing the fuck Trump thing, and people, it was oh, at a Black uh, Lives, it was at a Black Lives, um, not a rally, honestly, but like yeah, more yeah. of like an event. All right. So like, no, th- no. The point is, you're making the point that that is fascism, and that is Trump fascism. Like that is like, I watched an American citizen be taken into custody by law enforcement, not federal law enforcement. So I mean, they weren't federal law enforcement. Yeah, so how does it have anything to do with Trump then? All right. All right. Watch the video. I'll, I'll send you the video. Listen, if, I, if, you think it's a coincidence if, he's playing the fuck Trump song at a Black Lives Matter thing and uh, and gets taken into custody for no reason no, at all? False charge. I think probably fucking ninety eight percent of cops hate Black Lives Matter. I think that's mo- much more likely than than having anything to do with Trump. And you don't think that that in a, no? But so the issue, and this is the issue with Trump, is that it's. It is who he emboldens and who he empowers. So, like, what took place there? Like, those – I want those law enforcement officers charged. I want them arrested, and I want them charged yeah, they should be. with treason. I mean, that is, that is a violation of our Constitution. That is a violation of the fabric of this nation. Correct. Everybody who marches about Second Amendment rights, which, by the way, I'm with. I'll, I'll back them up on that. Yeah. Got it. They have to all be angry when they see that video. An American citizen is taken into custody for expressing their freedom – their freedom of assembly, their freedom of speech, right. absolute constitutional freedoms were violated at just a comfortably. And you know what I wondered when I watched yeah. the video? And I haven't, I haven't seen Special Blend in years and years, and like we don't talk like that or anything, but I always knew him to be a good guy. And 
when I watch the video, like he complies, like he's so peaceful and calm. And I'm just thinking to myself, yeah. I wonder how terrified he was in that moment. Right. Like I wonder because like I, we've seen too many times something exactly like that go bad. And then when something crazy goes on, they're going to say that he was doing something wrong. He was doing something. This dude was literally playing music just like somebody else was on top of a very expensive looking vehicle. Yeah. yeah. In nice clothing surrounded by a bunch of people that it was not a violent rally at all. Right. And when the police came over to him, like, honestly, I wouldn't have been as calm as he was. And all I could think watching the video is, holy shit, the thoughts going through in his head at that moment. Yeah, like, right. how terrifying must that be? And I know you don't, and I know all these crazy, all these crazy libertarians and whatnot don't want to live in a nation where somebody, a, a citizen, a born in America, right. citizen of this country, has to feel that way in the hands of our law enforcement. So, like, I don't need that video to end with him having a knee on his neck. I don't need that video to end with him being beaten for me to feel like that's the problem. Yeah, we, in that moment, in that problem. moment, and I'll say this. I'm glad that nobody that was standing around and watching it did something because it could have gone really fucked up. But if you're standing in that crowd... How do you know not to, right? Because at the end of the day, when we watched George Floyd be murdered, a lot of people afterwards were like, how can people just stand there and watch? Yeah, and well, the answer I, is I, like, because you don't, wait, at, what is the line? At what point? Like, we watched an American get taken into custody by law enforcement and have his constitutional rights violated. Do we step in then? Like, if I'm a, if I'm, if I'm a founding father, did I intend for that moment to be interfered with? Because if we don't step in when our law enforcement violates our constitution, are, are, are we not a fascist nation? Like at what point does that uniform not mean something? Because if that uniform is just supposed to mean like, oh, hey, we don't, step up, we don't step up against them. We don't. Well, that's how a fascist nation operates, right? That's how like in the streets of Baghdad under Saddam Hussein, they just show up and take you out of this room and you're just gone. And what do I do? I just keep talking. Like I'm just like, yeah, all right, guys, uh, I'm not sure what happened with Corey. And we just never see you again? Yeah, right. Like – of course. So we don't know where that line is. And I got to be honest with you, when I watched it, I was watching it with, with the benefit of, of by the time I saw that video, I knew that he was posting it. I knew that he was safe. But in that moment, if you watch that happen live, what if you just never see him again? Like, what if, what if that just, he just disappears? Yeah, well, I mean. So to, to your point, that is fascist. And I noticed your tune changed a little when you figured out that, like, no, no, no. it wasn't a COVID. That, that wasn't California liberals well, being fascist about say, COVID. You just said they arrested him on something that was no, made up no, because of they COVID. They made up those charges after the fact. Like, right. I don't even know if those are real charges. Yeah, I don't was, even know that that's real. A failure to social distance is arrestable? Probably in California. We could look that up. I'll bet it's not. I'll bet it's, I'll bet it's fine. I'll bet you yeah. that that's literal bullshit. Like, it's literally just made up. Just made up after the listen, fact, trumped up charges. Listen, yes. I get your point. Because we don't live in a fascist country, fuck Trump should be able to be played wherever, whenever. Very much so. You know, that's, that's it. I guarantee you the cops are fucking dicks, and they realize that it's a Black Lives Matter protest, and they fucking hate them, so they fucking arrested this guy for playing fuck Trump to the Black Lives Matter crowd. They probably are bad cops. 
<laughs> probably should not be on the force. But like six, seven cops are all bad cops. I don't believe well, listen, that. I believe it's a cultural we've talked about this issue there. But I don't believe yes, that individually those six cops are all bad cops. I don't believe that. Okay, but I then, then you have to stop it then. If you're not a bad cop, you can't just let another cop arrest somebody on fucking some bullshit charges. So that's something that we need to address, yes. Because the reality is I've, I know I'm friends with, I, I interact with too many individual law enforcement officers who are good people. Now, listen, I've been around some shitty cops, too. Um, and shitty people that are cops. But and we're I, white. Huh? And we're white. Oh, without, no, I'm not even talking about what treated me. Yeah. Although, I've had some incidents where I'm like, first of all, I've had some incidents where I'm like, if I wasn't white, I don't know how that situation goes. Yeah, yeah. And then I've also had some incidents where I was like, people, people that grew up where I grew up will never have that interaction with a law enforcement officer, and they don't believe other people when they say that that happens, right? So, like, I believe that. I mean, I, one time I was, I was pulled over. I don't think I've told the story on the podcast, but I've told the story before. I got pulled over uh, with, with one of my buddies, and he, he just didn't have a cell phone. So he was leaning in my window, handing me back my cell phone, and he was black, and um, probably still is. I don't see him these days, but, uh, you know, I say he was. <laughs> but he, he is black and was leaning in my window. And uh, boom, I pull like a little U, and I pull back out onto uh, Blue Hill Ave, at, like almost right there next to the Franklin Park Zoo. All right. And um, he just, uh, all of a sudden, I see lights come on. It's, an, uh, it's like an unmarked vehicle. Guy jumps out, and I, I think if I've told this story before on the podcast, I don't think I have, but I always, t- I, I always feel like it's important for me to just walk you through my psychology. The, uh, what I remember is that he was wearing a Yankee jersey. So he's like a big dude, and he was wearing a Yankees jersey. And he pulled his badge out from like a necklace underneath his badge, and he kind of like threw it out. Um, and he just like comes up, and I had done something stupid with a roommate of mine like a couple days earlier, like a week earlier, and then kept overnight. So, like, I had, like, the little bag that they, like, put your shoelaces in and all that stuff. And it was just, like, sitting, like, in shame on, like, the floor of the shotgun side of my car. So, this police officer pulls me over and he goes, uh... Oh, you've been through this before? No, he, he, before he could even say license registration, he sees the bag and he's like, yo, he's like, you just get out of jail? And I was like, I spent 22 hours and I, like, told him, gave him all the information. I'm like, listen, he goes, he goes, what was the black kid doing leaning in your car? So, that friend of mine is a very... Good kid, like not in anything that he shouldn't be into. Great kid. So like, I just was like, look, he lives right around the corner. He lives there with his aunt. He doesn't have a cell phone. He was going in to get his haircut at the barbershop. We just came from a studio. I dropped him off to get his haircut, and he needed to call his aunt. Borrowed my cell phone, gave me back my cell phone, leaned in the car to say goodbye. All right, sit tight. Two minutes later, he comes back over. He goes, don't hang out in this neighborhood, and just tells me leave. Yeah. And that was it. Now. I was, in the end, it ended up being okay. And I'm sure a big part of that could have been what I look like, could have been um, how I speak, quite honestly, yeah. right? But I also have Your friends of mine. Smell like weed I also, oh, right, right. So I also have friends of mine who, if I tell that story to, especially at times in my life, would think like that's Avi kind of being a punk and like making it sound worse than it was. Yeah, yeah. And the reality is, no, that, that's exactly what happened. So I think to myself, roles reversed. He, my buddy, was driving the car, right? And he's the one that does the U and gets pulled over. How's that go, yeah. right? Like, is, is he in about the car? Does, how does that go, yeah. right? Like, you know, he sees the bag. Does he assume, like, for me, I remember that I, I used some coded language, to be honest with you, when I spoke with this police officer. I told him that I was in college. Like, I felt the need to tell him that I'm in college. Yeah. It's like I wanted to paint a picture for this police officer because even at 20, 
two years old, I was very aware that if I could paint the picture to this police officer yeah. of who I was, where I come from, that he would be easier on me. And, like, I'm not proud of that, but I know that to be true. Yeah. Um, and so, like, to me, I but, think that's But truthfully, volumes. like, your buddy, if he was driving the car, he should speak in the same way. Right. So it's like it's listen, it's not your, it's not it's not your duty to. Right. But anytime I've ever been pulled over. Sure. Or you know how many times I've been searched in my life? Like, honestly, like probably five or six. OK. Um, from the mean streets of Dub Dub. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but even I've been searched with a black kid. Black kid definitely got searched longer and harder than I got searched. And that's what I'm trying you know to what say. I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yes. I, I. Bro, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, I got stopped like seven, eight maybe even 10 of us were doing something we shouldn't do, like, and whatever. We got caught. There was weed. Um, some police officers, uh, like, you know, get us in a circle. And this police officer, like, you know, they, they ask everybody for their license or whatever. The truth is, like, they know some of us. Like, they know yeah, me. Yeah. And um, my buddy, he was from, his family was from Cape Verde. He was born here. Um, they, uh, they go, yo, where are you from? And he goes... Sharon. Main Street. He goes, no, I'm from Sharon. <laughs> they said, uh, who do you live with? That was the follow-up question. Who do you live with? He goes, my mom and dad. His dad was successful. His mom yeah, yeah. was like, what? And um, yeah, How is this relevant? They yeah. go, and then they're like, show me your license. And they like looked at his address on his license. And it's funny because like at, at 17 years old, we all thought that was funny. Like, you know, even he sort of, like, pretended he thought it was funny. Right. I'm sure he didn't. Like, yeah. um, I'm sure that he was just playing along. But, like, that was something, like, we busted his balls for. Like, right. we were like, oh, yo. Literally, the only like, difference between him and you is the color of his skin. 100%. Um, you know, so it's and like, quite honestly, another big difference was out of the group of 10 yeah, of us. Yeah, he's, the, he was he's more far, straight he was edge. Way more straight edge than me. Yeah, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was a problem, and he wasn't. Right. Um, right. And I, I just remember leaving that interaction. Like, uh, and a 17-year-old Avi, if he's black, very easily could have got popped. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I don't want to make that. I don't want to make light of that and make no, that no. Sound. But I'm just saying. Let's put it this way: a better way to say that would be this. Seventeen-year-old Avi had a lot, knew very well how much he could get away with, yeah. and how he would get treated. Because I mean, bro, one night when I was in college and I got myself into some trouble, I like drunkenly berated a police officer in front of all the other officers at the at the station. Like, horrific things. I said stuff like, someday you, your kids won't be able to afford the, the shoes that my kids can afford, and they're going to blah, blah, blah. Like, fucked up shit. And I ended up apologizing to him, and he ended That's up speaking up. the type of stuff that made me love you, Avi. Yeah, yeah. And he ended up speaking up on my behalf in court. Um, I really meant it when I said I was sorry to him. He didn't have to deal with and he, you know, And he was cool. He actually stepped up in court. He was only a couple years older than I was. And he, he said, like, look, I think this kid just had a bad night. Yeah. We had a great conversation. And that, that was really cool of him. He saved me a lot, of, you know, probably a lot right. of trouble. Um, you know, he was a good guy. Like, again, you know, um, but I think about the fact that, like, if I didn't come from where I come from, yes. there's so many examples college, of it look the like other I way. Look, how would that have gone? Right. Like, I was aggressive and angry. Yeah. And I know that the psychology behind that was I knew I could be. Right. right? Like, I knew, you know, I look back at, at like, interaction in, in when I was in high school. Like, I, I was a real dick to police officers sometimes. And I look back and I'm like, there was a safety in it. There was a safety in it. Like, I knew... I could be a punk ass, and they couldn't behave that way. Right. You know, a former friend of mine who was a police officer uh, once told me an interaction that he had where, like, a guy, and he was wearing, a, he was in uniform on duty, police 
and the guy was like getting real loud and like threatened, wanted to fight him. And he's like, you're lucky you got that badge. And this dude, is, he's tough. Like, he could fight. And yeah. You probably remember him. And he goes, he said to the guy, he goes, I'm lucky. He's like, you're lucky. He's like, this badge is doing more to protect you than it is to protect me. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, you know, and his point was well taken. Like, you're talking to me like this because you know that you can. Right. And I can't. Right. But the problem is there are a lot of interactions where that's not true. Right. If you don't look a certain way. Right. Right? So, like, at the end of the day, to, to vi- revisit the original topic, like, watching this video, the sh- one of the most shocking parts of it was just how compliant my friend chose to be. Right. And knowing if, if he isn't, if he's just, look, tax-paying, business-owning, successful adult citizen of our country... He has the right to be like, what the hell are you... Give me your reasoning. Yeah. But he couldn't even do that without the risk, right? right? And, and that's what's alarming when I watch that, is like, would you have just gone with them? Yeah. Like, right. you know, I want to ask, like, I want to ask all my friends that, like, yeah. you know, all have kids, all grown adults, all, like, would you, like, would Kara have just gone with them? Yeah, no, probably not. And she shouldn't, right? She, and that's she, my Top gave her a ticket. What she said, oh, nice Christmas too. He came back and wrote a ticket for more just because he could. That's fucked up. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's that's like, well, your mouth got you in trouble again. Look at that. Yeah, but like. No, but, I know, but yes, he's a dick cop. That's, that's fucked up. You know, and uh, listen, and I'm sure, right, like looking at it from the other side of view, if you're a good cop, it's got to be. You have to be show incredible patience sometimes. Oh my god! Right, you sure. see all these videos online like uh, only good cop is a dead cop. Right, they're screaming at at cops like you know what I mean. Just for walking on the street, I'm a not cop is just walking on the street. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like you're screaming in the face, chasing them down. You know what I mean? And they're not. I mean, I guess he's a good cop, so he's not going to do anything to you, right? But it's like, no, listen, it's a tough. It's it's tough. But when you watch a video like that, where six, seven sheriffs in a coordinated effort, violate somebody's constitutional rights, you have a hard time defending. You have a hard time defending the profession in that moment because you're like, I don't know whose job is it. And now I'm curious well, the to other see thing, how it's dealt thing, with. Right? So, I'm curious. I mean, who knows with. about that with the, the, if that's an actual real law or, uh, you know, enforceable law. I could tell but you, just like, he wasn't, but the problem was, whatever the law was, he's not breaking it. And everyone with eyes can see that. No, of course. But even just the thing, did you see the video, um, you know, so the, the Blasio and Cuomo, they think the uh, Orthodox Jews are a major problem in New York City. And they're, literally, they had a plain cr- clothes officer. I think they probably are. In, in a synagogue. It, they were, I mean, I guess church was in session. Taking pictures like in the temple, window, temple, temple, taking pictures like in the window, plain clothes. You know what I mean? Like you seeking them out and seeing. It. But I'm like, at what at what point is it like? Oh, I'm just following my orders, right? Like, well, at what at what what time is those orders fucked up? You know what I mean? Like you can't just always think that. Oh, the government said it, so we must comply now. You know what I mean? Like that's we cannot go that. We cannot keep going that way. Where it's like, just whatever the government says, you have to obey. We can't. So, you know, if you're in that spot, DJ Special Blend, you go with the cop, right? Because you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that example. And because in that moment, 
But what if it, next week it's all ten, all 10 of the DJs on there? You know what I mean? And then it's the following week you can't have that. You can't have those uh, no, dance no, no. parties. So that's why like, we need to talk about it. That's why those officers need to be held accountable. That's why like, there needs to be a – there needs to be an after-the-fact handling of it. Um, you know, I don't think that you can – the problem is it's like – public tribunals. Like, not just, because right, if it's all st- systemic, yep. right, you can't just let the courts take care of it. Because, you know, it, they're just going to go along with what the, uh, the law says and what the officers, you know, they're going to err on that side, right? You have to have it, you have to have some openness with the community, right? So, like, we, there's a lot of talk about community policing, defund the police, blah, blah, blah. So, like, all right, if, if, uh, what is it? Is it Camden that, did, that does uh, community policing now? Remember, we had this st- discussion already. I don't know. Uh, um, but it's like, well, all right, if it worked, and, and the, and, yeah, and the, and the murder rate went down, and it actually worked, and the citizens are more trustworthy of the cops. Okay. More if that actually yeah. works, then we should go more towards that, right? Right. But then it's like, well... <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. we're in this whole new world where you say defund the police. You saw the guy in Philly get shot, and they're like, "Why didn't you use a taser?" And the commissioner goes, "They don't have tasers. We don't have that in the budget." So it's like, "Well, all right, what are we gonna do then?" Just Yo, do you know any somebody? smart people? No. That are pro-Trump. I know a lot of smart people. So what do you say, Jerry Callahan? Smart. That's a good example. That is a good example. Um, yeah. Well informed. Yeah, that, I mean that's a good example. Yes, Jerry Callahan is smart. Um, Listen, I, 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 st- I, it's always a thing with Trump, right? It's only because it's Trump. But if it's a if it's a policy versus a person thing, right? A lot of people are voting for policy and not the person. And I know you Wait, think that's completely wrong. Come out. We gotta stay up. Uh... Okay, so we have to. Stay home from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Oh, there's an actual curfew? Yeah, yeah. There's a, um, an updated stay-at-home. No, it's an advisory. Oh, sorry. An advisory. Hey, way mean? to go, guys. Way to go. What does that mean? Listen, this is just... <sighs> like, what does that mean? An advisory. Uh, it says, okay, but getting on... Oh, good news. It's not till this Friday. Oh, yeah, thanks. Beginning on Friday, November 6th. All residents of Massachusetts are advised to stay home between the hours of 10 and 5. So, first of all, most people stay home between 10 and 5 anyway. Let's be clear. Most people are home between 10 and 5. Um, Listen, this is the way everything's going. It's like an entire power grab by every friggin' governor yeah. and mayor and whatever. They all just... It's oh, like, dude, part of, the, part of this is to use remote modes of communication, like phone or video chat instead of visiting friends or family. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, all right. So, like, Thanksgiving is a great example, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing Thanksgiving with people. Okay. So, you know, I have somebody in my life who has stage four cancer, right? Okay. Yep. Should I avoid seeing them? You know what I mean? That's up to you. No, of course it is uh, up to uh, me. I'll be honest with you, like, my opinion? <sighs> that one's hard. So... I guess I don't want. I don't know. How, listen, we talk a lot about my personal life. I don't know how much you want to put your personal life out there. Yeah, well, like I don't want to. But like, I mean, if you're comfortable, I'll, here's my opinion. If I were in your case, mm-hmm. I would probably do stuff like what we're doing right now a little bit more carefully, and not 
interact with basically anyone short of your wife so that the two of you can spend all the time with him that you guys want to and that he wants. Because ultimately, you should be spending your time with him. You should do Thanksgiving with him. Like, you should be in his life every day, and you guys do a lot for him as well, and vice versa. Right. Um, And so, like, yeah, I guess my advice would be, like, to include him in your bubble and for you to be extra, extra careful because, like, it would kill me if, like, an interaction I had with, like, an event guest, which I'm super, super careful, and I keep my distance and all that, but, like, it would kill me if, like, somehow it, I get oh, sick and then, and then you get sick. Right. And now – because, yeah, it's, it's going to go much differently for him than it is for me, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It could go really poorly for me. Um, but, but, yeah, so I guess that's my take because I do think, like – by the way, that would be a better advisory. would be, like, anybody who doesn't have to be interacting with people. Like, you could do – you're light, you're fortunate. You and your wife could both do your jobs from home and shit. Right. And, like, for you, you could very easily be, like, in your home or in their home and pretty safely be, be between them and, like, you and, like, whoever else they want in their life day to day, right? Like, their other children or yeah. whatever, depending. I don't know what your brother-in-law does for work, but. Yeah. Um, well, he's had another baby. His, I didn't know he had one before. No, not Steve. My bad. No, yeah, I was talking about uh, Steve. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, Catrice had a baby. Okay, uh, so I knew, I knew that she was having another baby. Boy. Yeah. Boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oliver. So, two boys now. Two boys, yeah. Oliver's the new one? Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. What's the first one? Maxwell. Oh, they went super old school with names. Yeah. Maxwell and Oliver, huh? Maxwell's the shit. I'm sure he's a cool kid, but like Maxwell and Oliver. Actually, I, I'm surprised he's a cool kid, but that's good to hear. He's the coolest. Is he? That's pretty dope. Um, um, but wait, but, so, but Steve doesn't have kids. No. Yeah, yeah. So I was saying Steve, like I don't know what he does for work. But like, yeah, but actually, well, he, yeah, I say he doesn't have kids, but his, his uh, girlfriend has two kids. He's actually pretty good with them. They're, they're older, but yeah. either way. Um, we're all but so he doesn't have kids. No, he doesn't. So, no, but you just went to go like, well, I said you didn't. Well, kids, he kind of. I mean, well, they, they get married. Of, if they get married, no, but, but they're I not mean, married right now. No, so but like, he like stays there every day. I mean, it's like. So what? Listen, I know, I know some people like. Uh, he doesn't actually have kids. That's the other thing. You know what we don't talk about? We should talk about. This is a good topic for us to talk about dating during the pandemic. Because you and I both like we've been out of the, we've been out of the cycle for pretty much our whole lives. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have any friends or like, Kara has any friends that like are out there dating right now. No, nah, not really. But like, uh, we get old. Yeah. Well, it's funny, though, because, like, I know some people no, specifically who, like, I guess they're probably settled down now. I don't know exactly. But I could think of a couple of her friends that probably would be out there a little bit if, if they oh, were single well, right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, so, so like, so. It has no problem getting out there. Right, right, right. So, so I know, like, I know some people, and it, it amazes me. I know some people, like, who have, like, met, met people, had relationships, broken up, and then met people and had relationships all during the pandemic. And I was in a scenario once where, like, straight up, like, someone, would, like, was introduced to me in, like, a space that I thought was safe. And then only to find out, like, that person had been dating the person who I knew for, like, a week. So I'm thinking to myself, like, so first of all, one thing I know about you is that you date yeah. during all this. So right. you meet strangers, possibly intimately. This person also, up until a week ago, was probably doing the same. I'm now in a super compromised position. Thank God this was long enough ago that I know I'm cool. Yeah. And, like, you know, thank God. And I tried to be really careful. But, like... Listen, I, I think it's personal choice at this point. It is. No, it is. And, but the you problem I mean? with that is that... And this is what's wrong with... Like, have you ever sat in traffic before? No. Okay. Well, you're the only one. But um, I, I asked... Paris? That, you saw Paris traffic jam? No. Oh, they, when it's a super hard lockdown? Dude, it was 55 miles in every direction to leave in Paris. That's nuts. But I ask that facetiously because every time people talk to me about, like, the general populace's ability to make decisions, I would say, you ever sat in traffic? 
I know people can't make decisions properly. I know because I sit in traffic. It's amazing whenever you sit in traffic, you always end up never seeing something that caused it. And it's always just like dum-dums. Like, I love when like there's a lane of traffic because there's, there's a merge or something. And you watch dum-dums get out of the lane of traffic and zip forward. You yeah. think, you're the dickhead that's causing this. <laughs> like, another dickhead that thinks the way you do caused you. Like, yeah. this is just the cycle, you dum-dums. So the problem with it being personal choice, because I do agree that it should be personal choice, but the problem with it is that we all are having to deal with the consequences of other people's personal choice. So, like, if you invite me to your house, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you and Kara are pretty, like, pretty much staying at home, being careful, whatever, whatever. So, like, it was one thing, like, out by the fire pit and stuff around my kids. But, like, now that we're coming to winter, say you guys, like, said, hey, do you guys want to come to the house? So I was like, I don't know, man. You, No, nah, listen, we've been really careful. Like, we, we literally only see Kara's family or whatever. You know, you know that situation, so you know how careful we're being. Cool, cool. All right, cool. We'll come over your house. You know, this is assuming that I feel like I'm a safe person. Let's just say at that time, like right. I've been said. Okay. So I come over your house. Oh, hey, this is my friend Joe. Oh, yeah, Joe lives across the street. Oh, and that's his girlfriend, Sarah. Uh, but like now, now I'm in a weird position, right? Cause I don't want to tell you who you can have in your house and I can't just leave and I got two kids, so I can't create a whole scene. And so now I'm sitting on a couch drinking my beer, but yeah. Joe's in the house indoors. And now, oh, Hey, so, uh, how'd you guys meet? Oh, we uh, met actually through uh, Tinder. Oh, when was that? Oh, like a week and a half ago. Yeah. Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. So it's like, yeah, it's personal choice, but like now yeah, but, your but, personal but, choice because my personal choice. No, but I mean that's a weird scenario. I sat. That's the scenario I was talking about in my life. Yeah, but no, I, I, oh yeah, for, for you for sure. Yeah, but I'm saying that's like, what but like, about. I'm saying if you want to go out and meet people, you know, go for it. Who am I to tell you how to live your life? Sure. Right? And especially when I mean the death rate is like minuscule. Have you ever right? played an online poker tournament? Yes. So the strategy is: I don't care if you get aces. Okay, stay home. Stay home early let them eat each other up you're better off to eat each other up, but like listen no i'm talking about poker Can I yeah, okay it's better for you to play three than it is for you to play seven and trust me they'll eliminate each other they're going nutty they're going nutty yeah I know. someone's gonna catch some stupid fucking flush yeah. and just let them right just sit out keep your aces that's kind of how I feel about this shit. It's like, yeah, yeah make your well, personal choices. No, exactly. I'm going to be over here. That's I'm going right. to be over here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then when we figure this all out, I'll come back in. Like, all right, cool. Exactly. That's exactly you right, know? right? So you have that choice. And by the way, that's not me saying that people will actually die, hopefully. You know, I, I certainly don't wish, like, oh, let you guys all die off. That's not it. But I'm saying, like, yeah, I hear the personal choice aspect, but I'm, that's why I'm in, like, a work home, work home situation yeah, yeah, yeah. because no, if you're not comfortable, you stay in your bubble. That's, and because that's, like everyone else seems to want to test it out. Like, all right, you test it out. You'd be the guinea pigs. Right. I don't want that for my kids. No, exactly. But exactly. It's everybody's personal choice. They right. can, they can either do it or not. If you're not comfortable with it, you stay home. Right. Sure. But why should the, why should the whole world not live their life because you're not comfortable? Right. You can't, you, you can't just dictate the rules for everybody when it's, I'll, I know there's so many things, and everybody says follow the scientists, follow the scientists. But if you if you follow actual scientists, there's a lot of things that we're not doing as a country, as a world. You know, you know the official World Health guidelines before all this happened. If you looked them up one year ago, it said lockdowns are an ineffective strategy for combating a virus. I didn't know that. No, of course not. So because what as is soon a good as strategy? A, a virus is going to run through the course, right? So if you want to either if you, you want know, to prevent, 
Yeah, no, exactly. There's a million things. They also said the mass thing, which I, I, there's a, a mass study that's waiting to be released, apparently. Interested to see what that one says. No problem wearing masks, right? The problem is everybody's wearing dirty masks. <laughs> you got to clean your mask, guys. You know what I mean? You're probably sucking up some nasty shit. So all these rules that people think that's keeping me safe, they're not based in science. Let's put it that way. So if, you're, if you, if you want to live in your bubble, you live in your bubble, right? But if, you're, if, if I'm a college kid, right, fuck, I'm going to miss all my college years now because everybody else is afraid, right? Now you're going to shut down my college. I'm going to go home and live with my grandparents now. I'm much more likely to fucking kill them. 92% of the deaths are fucking over 55. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, you can't just dictate everybody's life when, yeah. especially when you're testing asymptomatic, right? You know, we're going to do more COVID tests this year than we've done flu tests our entire, our, in, throughout human history. We're going to do more COVID tests just this year. Good, I like that. And especially these, these PCR tests. Have you read about these PCR tests? I don't even know what that is. All right, so those are the tests that... I've seen we, it listed, I just don't know what it is. The New York Times says... Right, seventy um, percent false positives. Seventy percent. What they do is they heat up the thing. It it's just to find trace amounts. Okay, so they keep heating up so there's enough so they can see. Oh, positive, right? But like scientists say, if you do it too much after too many cycles, over thirty or thirty-five cycles, the, you you don't have the disease just because there's a trace amount there. You don't have any symptoms. There's nothing else. You have to do an actual ASSAY. How do you? However you say that. You have to actually do that to see if you have the test. Okay. So the, uh, these PCR tests, they gave a high amount of false positives. And then you have to do an actual test. So we're testing like crazy, crazy, crazy. D just like the Patriots, right? We, we would have never known Cam had it or Stefan Gilmore had it or whatever. They didn't have any symptoms. They weren't sick. You know? So, no, I totally know. And I totally get what so you're So it's like, from. well, if an entire, out of all the colleges, I think there's been like, I think it was two or three kids went to the hospital out of all the positive tests in all these colleges. Two or three went to the hospital. So why shouldn't they just be living their lives? I don't have an answer for that. Like, I, you know, it's something that's hard for me to wrestle with. Like I said, look. No, but, but it's not, a personal choice. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Listen, you and I aren't going to solve it. The problem for me is like. Like, I don't go near my grandma, right? I, I went to my grandma. Like, I'm not near her. I don't go near her. I sit on the front steps or whatever, and she's at the top of the stairs. Something like that, right? I, I, I'm scared to give it to her, right? But someone my age, th here's the other thing. It's still, it's impossible for me to believe when I've read 8 million scientific studies about different drugs in the world, like throughout the world. Like D3, uh, vitamin D deficiency is huge for having issues with COVID. If, you, oh, if, you're, if you're vitamin D deficient... By the way, but everybody, on, everybody in the Northeast in the cold season has not, vitamin not D as much as Not as much as I mean, I other countries. Be, I used to have vitamin yeah. D. Yeah, like, but like you could... It, honestly, you and your whole family should just take it. Like, you know what it's I mean? It's different. No, no, no. So the problem is that's D3. one thing I know about virology. It was explained to me by somebody who I respect that uh, there is a lot of scientific data that suggests that vitamin D absorbed through the skin from the sun has a very different effect on, on virus protection yeah. than ingestion. Yep. And that actually, so like, so like just taking it actually doesn't necessarily do anything. No, but here, here's my problem with the, with the whole scientific community, right? Sure. Right there. 
that we have more than enough fucking patients out there to do randomized fucking control trials on. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are the? Uh, we should we should have already tested that by now. It's fucking. We're seven months into this now. I get you. Yo, let's talk food. Where uh, where have you been, have you been ordering takeout? Uh, not really. No. Bro, you got to get out there. You're rolling in it. You're working like crazy. You got to get out there. You got to buy takeout. You got to support your local joints, bro. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I do a lot more than when I do get takeout, though. Yeah. I never. I used to tip very minuscule on yeah, takeout. Yeah. Now, Same. now I'm a I'm a big tipper on, so, so, on takeout. So can I say something that's like I'll, I should? I'm okay with people hating on me for this. I'm just gonna tell the truth. That's cool. That's cool. Personally, and listen, I'll, anybody that wants to see my finances, I'm happy to show them if they've. If that's what's gonna prove that like my employees are doing good and I'm not like I'm bleeding, and most of us are, um, just buy another item instead. Like the reality is the, at, on takeout they don't depend on your tips. Like they make a living, like that they get paid. Yeah. And uh. Wait, what do you mean? No. So like in other words, oh, because like, they so, like, like make a minimum stuff. wage because they're. Well, hopefully they make at least minimum wage. I mean, my, my most of the people. No, but isn't restaurant minimum wage different than like, like a server's minimum wage? Server's minimum wage, but takeout's not like so. So like it has to be a position. I Honestly, just think they're always a bartender, and they're probably missing out on so many tips. That's the way I think of it. Yeah, that's fair. So, again, like, I don't want to discourage you for tipping. I just know that for me, like, I guess I think that it would be better for our industry if, like, if you tipped 5 bucks instead of 15 bucks, but you ordered more often. Because the reality is that, like, what's keeping people employed and what's going to keep restaurants from closing is selling food. And I know for us, like, we've seen – so, like, in the spring, we were at – um. I'm talking about Simcha, just Simcha right now. Yeah. Like, in the spring, we were at, like, 80% for our numbers. And I consider myself, like, one of the lucky ones. Like, super lucky, right? Now we're at, like, 30% of that 80%. And it's just because, like, A, there's more options. There's, you know, indoor seating. There's outdoor seating. Whatever. And we're takeout only again. But also, the, that mindset from the spring of, like, get out there and support. Get out there and support. Yeah. And then, like, not everybody's as fortunate as folks like you. There are a lot of people hurting financially. So I understand that, like, they also don't have the money um, to support restaurants, especially restaurants maybe at a price point that I am. And I respect that and I get it. I will say that, like, restaurants that needed your support in March and April and May, like, if they're still open now. Yeah, they still need it. They need it in a different way. Yeah, right. Like, they need it in a different way. Um, You know, I was talking to a, a business owner yesterday at an event, and we were talking about the fact that, you know, how laughable is it? that, like, PPP gave you two and a half times payroll. And, like, they're acting like they saved us. Like, they're acting like they bailed us out. I did the math. I'm at about 300K in payroll since the, shut, since the shutdown started. Um, that's payroll. That doesn't count rent. Today's the first, right? I'm paying rent still on three spaces, um, one of which I don't even use. Like, I don't even see. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, right? So I just started, like, these utility One's companies. One's a podcast studio. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. These uh, utility companies, they make me laugh. The car companies, they make me laugh, right? Like, they thought they were doing us a favor, like, calling me in April. Like, you know, one of our, one of our company vehicles has, like, a, you know, it's financed. Ford, Ford Finance, it calls me. They're like, uh, we just want to tell you that, like, as a courtesy, we're, we're three currently. Months. Three we're, months. We're, right, oh, three months, yeah. I think they did it for, like, two months, right? So I got a call, like, recently from them, and they're like, hey, like, we're going to be, like, we're going to put your car out for repossession. Huh? They're like, yeah, you're four months behind. I said, wait, I, you called me and told me you weren't taking payments. Anymore. Oh, that started back up in June. All right. So, like, I paid them. Yeah, you know, right, it was a right. chunk, right? I just paid them. And, like, you know, like, the electric company, 
they're getting, they're back getting paid. Dude, they're like, all fucked. There was a story about all uh, these companies. It, I that, think like, was, started out like trying, I trying say to be like Ford. good to us. There was somebody. It was a hiker. Uh, somebody went hiking, yeah. and they fucking <laughs> they repossessed her car while she was out hiking or whatever. I don't know how they fucking. I mean, they must have had some tracker or some shit. They fucking repossessed her car, so she goes back to her. Her car's not there. Her phone, everything's in her car. Meanwhile, they extended her lease because the the pay, they didn't she didn't owe payments for three months, but she paid them the entire time and they just extended. It, but it's like no, you're over your lease. It was some like fucking weird ass story. I'm like, you know, like these. Wait, wait, I didn't get companies. the vehicle repossessed, but I will say this. But anyway, my my point is like, you know, three hundred thousand just in payroll alone, and like there's companies that are probably worse than that. Yeah. Um. Although one thing, like you know, we can't always harp on this again. The, there's lots of companies like Yelp reviews. It's no fuck that shit. It's just so funny to me how many people like that talk about it aren't about it. So like there's lots of people out there that'll be like, let me use the town that I live in for as an example. All these people, right? Like they believe like everyone leans left. Everyone's like super like livable wage, livable wage, livable wage, right? When they're talking about my staff. Yeah, 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 of okay? course. But the staff of the actual town, I don't know if you know this. Do you know that municipalities can pay federal minimum wage, not local minimum wage. So like you could hire like kids to work on the beach and you could pay them like 775 or whatever. I got to pay them 1275. Yeah. Um and like people in town don't have a problem with that. Like they don't have an issue with that. Um and I'm like really so like in theory employees that you could fight for you're not worried about. Right. You're just worried about mine. Right. Um same thing goes for uh for like people that like talk about like Oh, I just, I only want to support people that do it the right way. Like, you'll hear people say about certain places, like, oh, well, they take good care of their staff. But, like, right now, there's companies just straight up laying people off left and right. Right. There's people that did it early. There's people that did it after, like, early July. Like, you know, and these places, there's such cornballs. Like, people still support it, support it, right? And, in fact, even the publications. I saw a list come out the other day from Boston Magazine, the 25 hottest uh, restaurants right now. Shout out to uh, Michael's Deli in Brookline. They were on the list. And, uh, and oh, what does JB have to say about Michael's Deli? Yeah, yeah, JB, how do you feel about Michael's Deli? Um, now, Michael's Deli is the real deal. Uh, Steve Peljevic is the friggin' man. Um, anyway, they were on the list. Uh, but there were other places on the list that I'm like, there were two places specifically on the list that, like, they let their staff go. They're, like, actively, they're actively unapologetically just doing whatever their thing is. And, like, and then telling people how, like, how they should act how they should behave, right. um, acting like there's a right way to treat people, whatever. Dude, I, I'll bet you my employees are doing better than theirs. Um, you know, like oh, that. You have employees in there. All of them. All of them. Just that's, hired three new people. That's, just hired three I new mean, people, Brody. Um, that's crazy. Well, I was talking to uh, my restaurateur friend in uh, Boston. You have a restaurateur friend in Boston? Yeah, well, uh, not really a friend, but I did invite him on the podcast. Did I know about this? I, I don't know if I mentioned it. Do I know it. him? Uh, you know of him. You know him, probably. You've been there with me. <laughs> okay. We'll say the name another time. Okay. Um, but either way, he was saying, uh, his, la- his landlord came and said, um, you know, why aren't you open for lunch anymore? You need to open for lunch, blah, blah. How about if I, if I don't charge you rent, like, this summer, and you just open for lunch? He's, he's like, no, keep your rent. It cost me way more, and nobody's going to come for lunch. There's nobody in the fucking city. You know what I mean? So I'll pay you I'm your rent. i trying to think no of like where I've been with you in the city. I mean, it was back in the day, but um, this is a he could tell the he could just stop trying to guess. He could tell the story when he comes on the podcast. He's got a Patriot season ticket holder too. Um, either way, but I'm is sure he a that's, chef? Uh, I don't know if that's like 
I mean, he's an owner. <laughs> okay, but he doesn't cook. No, no. Okay. He bartends. Um, either way, but he w- and he was also talking about all he was. How'd you meet this person? Oh my God, it's a northeastern spot, and he knows all about. He was he knows all the, the our house people, and he was he was talking about the whole like like uh, poor house going out of business. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, well, they still well, got Connor they Larkin's still got out too. Yeah, I know. Uh, that he was talking about them too. But he's like, well, poor house. And he's like, they still got their liquor license, so they can come back next year, and you know they'll be fine. They 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 don't have to pay rent for a year. You know what I mean? Like they as long as they the liquor license is you know. A business in itself, right? Yeah, that's true. So that part's true, but the problem is that like liquor licenses, like you can't just be closed for a year, and then like they'll, they'll take your license from you. Yeah, but I think you have a. I think you have a grace period, but it's not a year. It's not a year. I don't think so. All right. And by the way, like I don't know. He, listen, this I'm person, saying a lot of. Uh, I'm uh, there's probably. I mean, there's I, listen, this no, person, there's a million this, people. This liquor, person right? might be much smarter than me, but uh, but it doesn't sound like maybe. I don't know that I agree with their understanding of commercial real estate. Not like poorhouse could just take a year off and like and just not pay rent. By the way, do you know about that whole scenario? No, but so like I it's think the if landlord, were... the landlord owns the landlord wants to he had a plan like two, three years from now to condo to that develop like when everybody yeah. when everybody's leases right. were done. Which is another I think their reason. lease was done though, right? There wasn't. They had like three more years or something. But that's why they all closed is because if you own those places, you know you're going to have to dig back out. It's going to take a few years at least to catch back up. Yeah, yeah. So if your lease is going to be over, why would you come back? Why would you, like, why would you stay through this painful time who God knows how long? Yeah. Only to re... By the time you catch up, it'll be over. So, like, there's no benefit. You know what I mean? Like, you might as well call it a day now. Reopen somewhere where you can get a lease. Yeah, no, that's what I, that's what I think that was the point. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. That you, they could take their liquor license with. I, okay, that's cool. That's you know cool. what I mean? Now, yeah, yeah. now you know, I follow up now. and now, I follow. now you, you know. I follow. But how many, how many uh, people are like Avi Shemtov, right, where they have, to, they have to pay rent, right? You got to keep your payroll going. Paying it all, baby. Paying you know it what I mean? all. And now uh, the big bad government just said, yeah, but make sure you get your business done by 9 o'clock. 9.30. 9.30. You don't sell people short on that last half hour. Dude, what's going to happen, too? What if I sit down at 9.20? Am I allowed to stay? Or at 9.30, oh, you, everybody's out? Oh, you got to be home by 10. Oh, that's right. you got to be home by 10, Bro. too. But this is what I'm saying. Yo, we should start opening a place but at 5.15 These people, I, when yeah, they say to me. We should start opening me, a nightclub at 5.15 a.m. Like, yeah, you know. But just don't tell me that. Follow the science. All right? Can I tell you something? One if I percent. personally wasn't so risk-averse about COVID, and I am, so, like, I'm not going to do this. But, like, now would be the time for, like, Prohibition-era, like, speakeasies. You know what oh, I mean? Hell like, yeah. Just like, like, just fog out these windows, yeah. and like this. Actually, like, I saw some. To be open till two p, two a.m., three a.m., and just be jumping. You know what I mean? Yo, there's a really smart Puerto Rican guy on Twitter. I don't know. He's, I don't know. He's like some sort of scientist or whatever. He fucking can read a scientific study like nobody's business. What does his Puerto Ricanness have to do with this? I don't know. That's the only. Re- that's the only reason I know about him. Just like because he's talking about Puerto Rico and. Oh, okay. So he, all he does it's like something to do with cats. Is his like Twitter handle? I okay. don't know. But he was saying. Uh, Rented My out of the party in house. Rico, by the way. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Got married there. I Do went, they want I went there house? for the wedding. Do they want to stay here? Uh, so he's American. His, well, they're he all married, American. Sorry. He is from, he was, he had, he was born in a, in a state. Well, so they are all American. Yeah, they're American. So Puerto Ricans that live in a U.S. state can vote, right? Isn't that true? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. No, Puerto Rico doesn't vote for the election, but do they vote? They do vote, don't they? Uh, there's something to do with territory. No, like Guam votes though. Guam votes in the in the national so. election. I think so, but there's no. I don't think that's true. How the fuck, dude? Where's, where's Jerry Callahan when you need him? 
He would. That's the thing about Jerry Callahan is he would know that. Does Puerto Rico, dude? As soon as I type in, does Puerto they have the whole thing of the uh, the presidents? You know, the the, sta- the statue, uh, president statues. Okay, interesting. So Puerto Rico does not. Okay. Something to do with territories like, and so something like that. Voting rights of the United States citizens in Puerto Rico, like the voting rights of residents of other United States territories, differ from those United States citizens in each of the 50 states. Residents of Puerto Rico and other U.S. territories do not have voting representation in the United States Congress and are not entitled to electoral votes for president. Right. The United States Constitution grants congressional voting representation to the U.S. states, which Puerto Rico and the U.S. territories are not, specifying that members of Congress, blah, blah, blah. Puerto Rico is a territory, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But it says that they... They have um, they vote in the primaries. Yeah, I knew it was some weird thing. Like, so sorry. So U.S. Congress granted U.S. citizenship to Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rican citizens in 1917. Uh, da, da, da. It's like, but why, why can't like let's just let them vote to be a so, state oh, so, or not? So let U.S. territories vote. are part of the primaries, but not, not the actual the, election. Right, That's weird, huh? Yeah, because they're not. I knew they weren't part of the electoral college, but but I'm just saying, right? Like, why can't those people just vote? To, if you guys want to be uh, the 51st state, go for it, you know? Or if you don't want to be, vote no. You know what I mean? Like, why can't we just let them decide if they want to or not? Yo, so that's actually interesting, right? So, like, my cousin, like, by moving to Puerto Rico, like, becomes disenfranchised. It says right here, like... Yeah. Because um, they have some, you know, autonomy, but... That's interesting. Yeah. That's actually really weird. That, like, so if you moved to Puerto Rico, you'd still live in a U.S. Yeah, you're, you're united. Like, they have, like, like clean water and shit. You know what I mean? Like, they're completely American. They're 100% American. So it's funny that that's your way of calling them American. No, but I'm just saying it's not like. I've been a, to Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto so Rico's. Like, like, yes, there's clean I, water. I would. Puerto Rico, like, there's some cities there that are, I mean, it's beautiful. I went, like, a year and change yeah. after the. No, but hurricane. I'm saying they have, like, regulations like that. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, they have regulations like they would, like, you know, you have to have clean water and shit. It's not. Like, I mean, what about Flint, Michigan, bro? Yeah. I, I don't think that's still fixed, by the way. No, it isn't. Do you know what, how that happened? Do you know what caused all that? No. It's actually fascinating. This is why, like, small towns are so dumb for, like, the way that they, or even cities, are dumb for the way that they, like, appoint different, like, people don't realize how important it is to appoint people that know what the hell they're doing, like a civil engineer should be on, like, the Water Commission. Yeah, right. So what happened was they, they, They're like, all bureaucrats. There are, like, two different kinds of water treatment, and, like, I'm not an expert, so I just read an article on this at Once Upon a Time, but there are, like, two kinds of water treatment, and they need different plumbing, and one leaches lead out of a certain kind of pipe. So like, oh, so yeah, that yeah. you need a certain kind of piping to use this kind of water. Well, when the Water Commission in Flint, Michigan, when the contract was up with their treatment plant facility, they shopped it, and they picked one for the cheapest price. Yeah, of course, yeah. And it was the wrong, wrong kind. kind. yeah. So they leached Sorry. all the lead out of the pipes. Just, and any civil engineer, any civil engineer would have known, like, yo, we have these kinds of pipes. We can only go with these kinds of treatment facilities. Right. And instead, they went with the treatment, and that problem will never be fixed. Like, they don't have the money to rip up all the plumbing for a major city. Yeah, but like, they fucking need to do it. And you can't just reverse it. No, I mean, agree, <laughs> like, but you can't just like, reverse it. But that's the thing is, right, so, like, we need, and again, I don't care what party it is. No, exactly. We need, we need the federal government, like, to step in and go, this can't happen. Yeah, right. Fix this, like, right. now, like, right. today. Right. Fix this today. Like, right. go get a shovel. <laughs> right, no, <laughs> Start exactly. Start digging this shit yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. cannot have. You cannot have 
lead poisoning yeah. in a city in our country. Like, right. like no. It should not happen. Know? Should right. not happen. Like, Trump once said, um, it's funny, like, people just tuning in, people like just tuning in today are going to think like I'm pro-Trump or something. Um, but Trump said during a Republican primary the first time around, he was like, you can't have homeless people in the streets or homeless veterans in the street and call yourself the best country on earth. And, like, the, sa- the same thing could be said about lead poisoning children. Like, you can't lead poison children with your water right. and call yourself the best country on earth. Like, you can't. Because literally pathetic. any country that pathetic. isn't lead poisoning their children yeah, is better. doing better than you. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, literally, exactly. they're doing better than you. No, and it's, uh, once again, it's all these things, like, shades of gray, right? Like, uh, oh, you support Biden, right? Well, Kamala says yesterday, oh, they're going to continue vote? funding. Did you already vote? No, nah, I'm going tomorrow. Me too. I, I believe in that kind of, like, I, I of dig that. I rock with that. Um, so there's still a chance that we can convince you. Convince me of what? Who are you? I didn't say who I'm voting for. I know you do. I know you do. I know well, you. Well, Kamala says she's gonna. Uh, they're gonna reinstate funding for the uh, PLO. I don't like that. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. I'm that's not saying, gonna sway me. There's that's eight not million gonna shades of gray though. With that's not gonna, there, yeah, but right? that's not gonna. I'm not a one. I'm no. not a one issue voter. Like I'm not that. I will not. Well, be dissuaded. listen. I think there's a lot of one issue voters this year. I think it's COVID, and that's. I mean, I think it. It definitely hurt Trump at the beginning. Now I don't know because I see these massive crowds. I'm like, Jesus, like massive crowds, right? And then you see like Joe and he's like, does anybody like really support him? Like the thing is, though, like it's just so crowds weird. aren't going to come out for Joe Biden because the kind of people smart enough to vote for Joe Biden aren't going to be in a crowd. Oh, but dude, I think what they say in Texas already more people voted than uh, four years ago. Right. Already before yeah, election and day, the, and the reality Nuts. is that turn, voter turnout is always good for the Democrats. No, I told That's you that. That's why the Republicans said, systematically suppress voters. Did I not tell you that at the beginning? The number yes. one thing they should do is just be worried about the turnout. That's the only thing that yes. anybody needs to uh, yes. to do. As opposed to the Republicans who are literally macing people on their way to the polls. You see that no. they're pepper spraying. There was a rally, like a march yesterday, to a poll, and there were these Black Americans marching to the polls, and police were uh, police engaged them and. Uh, pepper sprayed them. For what? I don't know. For marching? Thank Why'd they go after Special Blend? I don't know. <laughs> I know. In your head, you're like, they did something. No, they didn't. No, I mean, they, can't, they didn't just mace it for no reason. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that doesn't ever happen. I was once maced for no reason, for real. Like, pepper sprayed for, for no reason once. Uh, two thousand, The fall of 2000... Fall? Spring of 2003. That's I, you were climbing the back of the Green Monster. That no, the spring, of the, uh, the spring of 2003 uh, at UMass Amherst, the Hobart Hoedown... I was with uh, I was with Turner and Jay, and I don't remember if Coco was there or not. And um, we like we were just wrong place, wrong time. A lot of students around, and like the police did not like it. And they were in riot gear, and they just started paint, spraying pepper spray. And like oh, you're yeah. just walking, and all of a sudden you can't breathe. Yeah, just, yeah. <gasps> sucked, yeah. sucked. And then I um, Jay lost, dropped his wallet, so like mooning the cops. So then the next morning we had to come back for his wallet. We found it, dude. We found his wallet. Wow. That was crazy. It was that crazy. is pretty crazy. It was crazy. And then the news cameras were there. And they asked if anybody wanted an interview. And I did it. <laughs> uh, on the next episode of Heat in the they Kitchen. Were like, they were like, do you think the police, they, this is no bullshit, they said this, they were like, do you think the police added to the problem last night? No. The police were the problem last night. I said that right there. And uh, this is like, I still have like an open case. It was, Look at Hey. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Look at I mean, I don't do that kind of stuff, no. Yeah, but 17 years later, other people are doing it, and it's the same, they're the same thing. No, the police are the problem. And then it's like, 
No, I mean, it sounded like the police were the problem yesterday. You just said they maced people fucking for oh, no, no reason. No, the police definitely are the problem in that case. I don't know if they were the problem or not in my case. But like, here's the other thing. The fucking, all these fucking stupid ass, all these stupid ass uh, voting rules. Oh, the, the voting is up to the uh, local municipalities and state governments. That like is all so the, bizarre. It's like all this stupid ass shit. It's like, guys, this is the 20 fucking, what is it, 21st century? Is that what we're in? It's like, why is everything so difficult? And... Uh, All right, just, well, we should no, probably these, get it moving. But uh, never, so, okay, never predictions, change. Predi- never change. Predictions on wax about the election. Who wins? <laughs> All right, I'm going to stick with what I said before. I said 200 deaths under that, Trump wins. Over that, Trump loses. So you're saying Trump loses. I, and I have to believe that the pollsters have done something different, right? I don't know. So my Could they be that bad again? So my official prediction... No, it's not about – the problem is that pollsters can only get the data that's available. Right. And the thing about someone like Trump is Trump has a lot of – I read the only two pollsters that predicted Hillary Law would lose to Trump are the same two that are predicting that Biden loses to Trump. And they said what people do well, not understand – Well, then I'm going with Trump. <laughs> what they said that people do not understand how to account for is what they called, quote-unquote, hidden votes. And they said Trump has a lot of hidden votes. Yeah. There's a lot of people who won't say they're going to vote for Trump. Well, you can't. Uh, there's a lot of people that that say it out loud, well, but, but there's a lot of people that won't. And no, but and, like if I say I'm gonna vote for Trump, like literally, like there'll be people on this fucking Facebook stream that'll say, like literally, call me a terrorist and whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, I'll consider not being friends with you. Yeah, I know you will. Yeah, I really will. Um, so the thing for me is, but I my official prediction. So you officially predicted Biden. My official prediction is Trump's gonna win this election. Yeah. Um, I just so first of all, I've resigned myself. For the record, I just yeah. want to get this on the record okay. now. George W. Bush yep. was a much worse president than Donald Trump. Nah, that's really that's not a that's not a horrible statement. It's much tough, worse. That's a tough one to measure. How is it tough? He started motherfucking wars. Yeah, he did. Pretty bad war too. Um, ah, that's a hard one. Yeah, because like, listen, the Patriot Act is not a small feat. Like you thought that's four years ago, Trump thing. would get us into wars. Um, I thought that he would create. Um, first of all, you know what I said to Adrian in the morning after the election last time? I said, listen, stop crying. Said the reality is who the president is has very little effect on our lives. We should be involved in local politics. All um, politics is local, baby. Right, but but in particular, we should be very involved in in local yeah, politics. That's where much a lot more, of the, much more, much more impact, impact on, your on your life. Um, and I said like the reality is that there's nothing this guy is going to do that's going to have like some crazy drastic effect on our lives. And I was wrong. Uh, I don't think the whole you were COVID wrong. thing. Is really fucked. No, but the, listen, the COVID thing, I, whatever, we're not going to get into it now. But, I mean, truthfully, n- you live in a democratic state. The, the governors control that. We've already been over this. No, I'm talking about as the country. I'm not necessarily Yeah, but well, as the country, I mean, uh, how would your life be different? I don't understand. You wouldn't have moved to a different state. You'd still be in Massachusetts. Governor Baker would still be calling the shots for your life. Uh, that's debatable. No, but it's not debatable. You live in Massachusetts. He makes the he makes the rules. Yeah, Trump so, didn't make any rules with. Uh, you know. So anyway, to go back to my prediction. So, I think there are a lot of hidden votes for him. I think. I that, think. I, I think that. Um, and I've resigned myself to the fact. So, I've resigned myself to the fact that, like, I think we're going to live four more years with this guy. But then the Democrats better get their shit together for four years and run somebody like Yang, somebody who can actually fucking win and is not. 
an 80-year-old. Uh... <laughs> I'm with you on that. By the way, I just want to say this, like, because I think we really should wrap this thing up. But I will say this. My biggest disappointment, like, I look so much forward to, like, election night. Like, I love watching that shit. Yeah. Like, I love cracking some beers, having something harder in case it goes sideways. Yeah. Um, and I hate, like, the way the whole mail and shit and stuff is, is that, like, we might not get that tomorrow night. Like, I, I, when will we get results? We, I don't know, but we said this in, in September. Trump, did you hear what Trump's going to do? Do you hear what Trump's, like, strategy, like, no, like people leaked? Yo, he's going to declare victory he already denied if it, it looks at He already it. denied it. Oh, well, he always tells the truth. Listen. That you, guy's a pathological liar. The media are pathological liars. Literally, there's a million things that... I has, can't dispute that, what about but the Trump about is the, also a pathological liar. You saw liar. the one that the, uh, the New time York out, Times... Do you not think... Time out. Is Trump a pathological liar? It depends on if... No, no. It doesn't, when you're a pathological liar, nothing depends. Like, Trump will literally sit here and say... Say no, two no, different no. things in the same... Yes. Sorry, I never said Trump was a pathological liar. No. I never said that. Like, that's something Trump would literally do. It's yes. like, we heard you. you, you we heard you. Whoever he's talking to, he's going to tell them what they want to hear. Which is fucked. And I don't like people like that, bro. Yeah, I know. I don't. But when it comes to the... the uh, well, whatever. 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 But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just hope that regardless of what happens, right, all these businesses that are boarding up in these cities, it's like, if Trump wins, then uh, it mayhem, mayhem ensues, right? If Biden wins, no businesses are going to get vandalized. Oh, uh, maybe no not cops businesses. are going to get gonna shot. Go sideways. Shit's going to go sideways. No, I mean, regardless, there's no reason we shouldn't have results on election night, though, okay? I the mail-in you. ballot should have been mailed fucking two weeks ago, and they should be already fucking counted. Some states, they can't even open them until fucking tomorrow. You know what I mean? So, so it's like, we can't just wait around for fucking weeks, especially when the country's in the, the way it is, where there's just fucking so much back and forth. And the other thing is, nobody, nobody tells the truth, Who wins right? in a fist fight between Trump and, uh, who wins in a fist fight between Trump and Biden? Well, Biden can ride a bike. Trump can't drink a cup of water. I don't think Trump could fight. I just don't. Like, he seems like someone that, like, Trump would fight like this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how Trump would fight is like this. Everyone thinks this guy is so tough. The dude can't drink a cup of water. Like, this is how Trump would hold this microphone right now. Yeah, no. Like, I'm... what is that? Why? Like, I don't know, man. Like, how can you be the leader of the free world when you can't have you heard some lift this, a cup of Have you heard some of the things that, your, have, that Biden literally says, though? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It, yesterday, he goes, oh, I'm, I pretend to be an Eagles fan yesterday. Oh, I'm wearing my Eagles jacket. It's not even the fucking Eagles jacket you're wearing, bro. It's like, it, like you can't be this bad. These are our options, all right? So in four years. Andrew Young. The problem is, uh, Ari, I can't scroll down. I can't read what you wrote. Andrew Yang crushed both of them. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, well, Andrew Yang needs to, right, fair point, in bro. four years, <laughs> you know what? Here's what's going to happen. Trump yeah. loses, but by the time Joe takes office, Trump passes universal basic income, and then he's, he's a hero for everybody. The Democrats will never go for that, for sure. They, they, don't, they don't want universal. They want these problems to go forever. They don't, they don't want to fix them. Free college, free college, but, you know, kids in high school can't read. That's cool, though. Oh, crushes both of them? Oh, he, of course he would. It's interesting, Ari. Like, I... Even though he's turning a little bit too pol- political for me, too. Like, Andrew, have some morals with some things. Yeah, so... You know? All right, bro, I've enjoyed this. 
And like I could talk to you all day, but uh, uh, we'll, we, we we'll, tend we'll get back to the normal routine here at some point. Cool. So. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to do these things more Since often. It, well, you know, you're free every night after 9.30 now, too. So. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's the rule on podcast recording? How yeah. many people are allowed yeah. on a podcast? Are there any rules about how many people can comment? <laughs> hey, we already tried it on Zoom, and it sucked. So. It, dude, the Zoom thing did suck. Like, the Zoom podcast thing sucks. Part of that, though, had a lot to do with, like, in the comfort of my own home. Like, I'm a little too comfortable going after it with beers when we we do a much we do much better podcast when there's no drinking involved <laughs> like you know what I mean? it's kind of funny what? Like, i don't and i don't feel like it really affects my well i don't name names when i'm dead sober yeah i know um no that's not true i said some nice things i don't today, goad you as like, much that's true which would be cool if you'd goad me less um cool all right hey lastly though this cool space though know. very cool space yeah so. now we just need some bbq we need some BBQ. We, then we need some customers to come to the BBQ. Yep. You know, because, like, that would be cool if we could vaccine. sell some food. Um, yeah. I'm, listen, the vaccine would be dope. But I, right now, I'm just going to focus on selling I some talk, food. I, I, talked, some food to I talked to our doctor. I said, if I get COVID, well, I got my, he gave me the flu shot. He said, if I get COVID. Oh, I guess I should go get a flu shot. I, I said, if I get it, like, what's protocol or whatever. He goes, I just tell you to stay home. Literally, not prescribed. There's still no, I'm like, are you serious? There's, I'm like, would you prescribe? I, I asked him if he'd give me HCQ. He said he would. That's my, that's my doctor, baby. <laughs> Jesus he Christ. He's like, for the right price. No, <laughs> it works. And by the way, those studies about the heart thing, fake. What heart thing? Remember the, the hydroxychloroquine? They said? I never dove into that shit. You, no, like, I know. Pretty much like if I hear from you or Kyle, like I'm just like. I'm here, Kyle, but I actually read scientists. Dude, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the dude that, uh, that Kyle, Kurt something. Kyle and Kurt, man, like they just the two of them. <laughs> oh God! Hey, right, so anybody who's wondering about that, go look it up on Facebook. Yeah. All right, cool. Appreciate you guys. Um, Obviously, Facebook page there's a lot of a lot of uh, smack talking out there. But Heat in the Kitchen, episode 16. Next time we JP, talk, I just got your text and 200% agree pretty much on everything you just texted. <laughs> All right, bro. Next time we talk, is it about me? Uh, is it about Coombs? No, bro. No. <laughs> All, All right. right. Talk to you guys. Peace. Bye.